0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Dunk Up the Ship podcast. This is episode ninety-three, uh, and this is another Ask the Chief Rev Eight with Chief Bob. Um, we do what we do. Uh, we went all over the place about a lot of different things. Uh, some of it was some of the like the G Dub issues, and and we went kind of we branched off from a lot of the overarching uh, like ideas uh, and challenges that we kind of thought come from that and some sea stories in there and, and just kind of what you've come to expect out of an Ask the chief episode. It was, uh, it was really fun. Um, it's a long one. So, you know, buckle up in lieu of ever having a sponsor. I've basically created my own. If you want to support us, go to DGutsApparel.com so Don't give up the ship apparel. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Guts Apparel. Uh, it's Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. I went out of my way to create some really awesome stuff that I think you'll really enjoy. And it's some stuff that I think you'll actually wear. Uh, I hate all the stuff in the Navy Exchange section. I hate a lot of the stuff I see on social media where some somebody's side hustle is creating like nauseating gear that no one actually wants, except for like crusty old retirees, which I'm about to be. So I don't know if I should uh, talk smack, but anyway, uh, go check it out. D dot If you want to support us, that's the best way to do it. And I would really appreciate it. Um, but I hope you guys enjoy this. Check it out. Anyway. We were
1: laughing. So we have, uh, it was kind of cool. It's the first time I've been in the same command or whatever, I guess, with somebody who's gone that far. But we had a guy go down today was the finalist for the net sea Sailor of the Year.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we had one of our instructors get all the way down there. Um and I think whoever wins that with the way they didn't they didn't lower the bar, but like they instead of going from four, they went down to sixteen of people that get yeah. capped every year. Yeah. And so um basically whoever wins net C would have been capped. And so he was one of the four finalists, Um, which is pretty awesome. Like it's interesting seeing how that, I guess it's not, not that it's not hard. It's just like, um, this difference between simple and easy, right? Like, it's a yeah. simple process. It's obviously not easy to win and do all those things. But like yeah. it was like, okay, win for the command. Uh go to our ISIC, which is SLC. Mm. And then he won SLC. And then it was like, all right, go on down to Net C. And it was like, dang, that's it. Like, and if he wins this, he gets capped. Like that. I don't know. It was just crazy. Yeah.
0: I don't I don't know how I feel about I like I've always had a problem with the like, I guess I, I don't really because when you compare it to the selection board process, I don't think it's any better or worse. So, like, the <laughs> I don't have a problem with them getting promoted, but I feel like they should have to wait until they go through the chief season stuff with everyone else to put it on. I don't like that they, like, get frocked, which it's not even frocked. Like, you're promoted already. Yeah. Too, so, it's like, because, it well, I don't, because then they go through the season, it, too. Like, so it's weird right. that you're already wearing it. Well, like, p- it doesn't. That's what we were laughing sense. about
1: today. Like uh, the the couple of questions that I had, it started with like, if they make it, um, what if the, he just is like, nah, well, I guess now the season's mandatory, <laughs> right? But before that, it yeah, was like, yeah, I wonder how many people make it. And they're like, nah, I'd rather yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if you know it this, happens. but I'm already paid. Yeah, like,
0: well, yeah. How many
1: people, how many people get to that point though, where you get capped? Like you're that kind of about everything, and then you're like, (laughs) I mean,
0: nah. (laughs) I don't know that it happened. It's ever happened in that realm, but like, I we knew a guy, and it was like keeping in mind that this was in the career recruiting realm. Um, and it's just it's a different world. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to like go down on the road of like giving them a hard time because I will. But um, (laughs) it's because it's 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 always easy to give somebody else a hard time. It's yeah, yeah it yeah, is. Yeah. It totally is. But it gets weird on that side of the house when you're like, because you get super, you become like super detached from like air quotes the real Navy. You know what I mean? Like, because then once you become a career <laughs> recruiter, that's all you do, and you just PCS from recruiting district to recruiting district and like pretend to be in the Navy while you recruit people. It's it's super uh, weird, <laughs> and I don't know why it's real. It's, but I've I feel bad for him because there's like,
1: uh because you're constantly getting a hard time from people like that. Like, what did you deploy to Minneapolis? You know, like how,
0: well, they've all done one, like operational tour and then they go to recruiting for shore duty and then they convert is generally the path. Um, Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody's joining as an NC to do that, but I mean like, right. The, it's just
1: like when you see somebody that's like, the nc senior chief or something i don't know mm-hmm. maybe not yeah i don't know that's that's the best example but like, no like dude when you it, see like they're yeah they people exist, that have been like, doing so it they, for like a decade and you're like
0: yeah, oh was your decade hard
1: yeah then, that's like, what i mean also, like so we did. it the, is
0: hard like i don't know man i don't because that's what i mean like i don't know it's hard for me to believe that it's that hard because i i I've, while I've never been a recruiter, um, we did the chief season with them like three years in a row. Um, and it it appeared to me in my interactions with them that the the people that are assigned there that are like the fleet recruiters that are going back to a, a Hayes Gray ship or a submarine or whatever mm-hmm. um, that are just recruiting for a shore duty, they get like the worst possible gig and like shoulder a way heavier workload than a lot of the career recruiters do. And they have like a, a more of an uphill battle, not to say that a lot of them don't do well while they're there, like and get recognized and whatever. But it just seems like they get the short end of the stick. And the the career recruiters that I interacted with didn't seem very stressed out or like, I,
1: and I'm not would, saying that so, that's,
0: it can't happen, but like they seemed real chill as far as like. They had a lot of flexibility and hours and where they had to be when they had to be there and all that other kind of stuff and and so there was definitely some I've, overachievers and outliers too, but like I don't know. yeah it just yeah. Didn't I mean that's that everywhere, much, especially compared to I've, worked with, I've worked with I've worked with uh,
1: several recruiters or previous recruiters and again, haven't done it myself, but I'll play yeah. the opposite end of that spectrum and okay <laughs> and and give you the why it's miserable, right? Because
0: oh I would percent
1: believe that. That it's miserable. Like I, I would. So never do I had that job. a, I had a chief who was a prior recruiter, and he was saying basically once somebody would come in, and I'm sure there's some recruiter mm-hmm. out there listening that can confirm or deny, right? But yeah, basically once somebody came in and said like, "Hey, I want to join the Navy," whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you're, they're in the process. Whether or not I don't know when they're officially in depth and all that, I don't remember. But regardless, they show interest and they're doing stuff. He said that you basically. Tend to their beck and call at all times yeah, for, for sure. all things. Like yeah. if they call you at 3 a.m. and he's that's, like a drunk 17-year-old kid yeah. <laughs> and he's like and then like if they do get in trouble, right? Then the recruiter is the one getting yelled at. Cause like, think about it, just like you on a ship, right?
0: Yeah. If
1: one of your cooks gets a DUI, right? You're getting right. yelled at. Probably not as much as him, but you're gonna get a talking yeah. to by somebody of like, why would you let this happen, right? Yeah. And so it's the same thing, but you're not dealing with somebody who's getting like, don't get a DUI every Friday. Like they're not yeah. getting all of this training and they're not getting a beat into them. They're like a random high school kid or a random just yeah. civilian living their life. Right. And, but you're still getting there. Like, how could you let this happen? And you're like, I don't know, man. He's a 19 year old kid in height, like just out of high school. Like, of course yeah. he did something stupid. So, yeah. but you're still getting held to that. Right. Then you have the constant pressure of like, i don't care how good you did last month every month is yeah, a new month quota, new numbers new
0: goal they call it making quotas goal, that you don't have that are not quotas but yeah uh, whatever they whatever yeah. you want to call that's it right why like, I, that's why i couldn't do it, it like it's just regardless of what you want to call man, it and i right, just like
1: they, they can they can car sale that it's not a yeah. quota it's not a whatever all they want right but effectively yeah. it's it that's what it is right like effectively it's you have a a metric that you have to meet just like everybody yeah. else in the Navy. Right. The difference right. is they don't, they're not doing like how many line items of maintenance did you this month? Did you close out sked yeah. for the week? Like, did you yeah. do this? Yeah. Did you, you know, like nobody cares that you own <laughs> yeah. tags or not because you work in an office building. So their workload is to bring those people in. And I get that. And yeah, it's, it's gotta be hard when you're like, socially looked at as a used car salesman yeah. um especially in like look at like today's navy right when I'm sure we'll get to it but like places like the George Washington mm-hmm. all over the um, yeah yeah all over the news um or not the George Washington yeah, yeah it's a GW yeah okay is. yeah anyways yeah, yeah, i right. i just literally wrote down GW and i got confused for a second anyways when you have all that happening and like you're dealing with all of that in the news and you're like, no, man, it's great. Come, come join. Like, don't don't listen to all these news places, (laughs) you know, like, and there's like a whole process to it and there, there's gotta be some salesmanship to it, but it's also really hard when you're selling a, like, not necessarily a lifestyle, but kind of right. Like you're selling a wild career to somebody who has, Nothing to compare it to, right? Like telling you yeah. to go be a yeoman, you're like, okay, well, maybe I didn't know this one thing that yeoman did, but I understand what right. yeomen do, or I understand what
0: mechanics
1: yeah. do, right? Like that's one thing, but when you're just trying to sell somebody, like, hey, man, you ever checked out a high pack on a submarine? Yeah. <laughs> you want to work <laughs> on some EOGs, and they're like, what uh, are you talking what? about? <laughs> you know, like, and so, yeah, like, I, that, dude. that has to be rough when nothing that you did previously necessarily matters. Like, and I'm sure to some extent it does. Right. But ultimately, right. Like the, the big common thing that I've heard is like the next month on, you know, May 1st, start fresh. I don't Mm -hmm. care if you brought in 300 people last month, you got to bring another 10 this month or whatever. And so like that part has to be rough when there's outside pressure that you can't, Cause you can't control it either. Like you can't just go there and like, all right, high school kids and you know, senior year of high school, like you're staying here until work gets done tonight. I don't care. Like yeah. you can't go do that. You're like, oh man, yeah. everything's awesome. I promise. And here's all the benefits. <laughs> and well, here's that's, all the, you know, I've like
0: seen, I follow a ton of recruiters on Instagram um, because they're all they, they ever, and I don't know when it originated, but I know Grant Con had a lot to do with like using social media for recruiting and it turned into this big right, push. Right. Um, so you see, now you see all these accounts that are like, basically like they have their recruiter account and then they have like their yeah. personal stuff. So like yeah. I follow a ton of them just cause they're easy to find. Cause it's all like petty officer, so-and-so or NC one <laughs> yeah. or chief or whatever. So like when you right. search those, you can find those people or they follow me. And so I go check them out or whatever. And, uh, there's some that feel really gross and like it, like it feels very used car salesman ish. Um, but there's some that there's some that don't seem like that, that seem almost seem like they're actively curating the account in a way that they're like, they're trying to be like as honest as they can and still meet goal. You know what I mean? Like where, um, and then I've seen a, a handful, like they post like, uh, the other day, some girl posted, um, I mean, I think it was a girl. I don't know. There's a lot of accounts, but uh somebody posted a uh letter from RTC and it was like on that like Ricky paper with the logo and everything yeah. on it. And it was like a letter thanking the recruiters for being so awesome and talking about how they were crushing boot camp and it was everything was so great. Um and I've seen some much some other ones where it's like, you know, they come back to visit and all that kind of crap. So it's not all bad. You know what I mean? Like if they get through boot camp and don't want to kill their recruiter with their bare hands. Like they probably weren't <laughs> bad at their job. And so like, it's not, I, I don't, I, cause that's why I, I try, I hesitate to talk about it sometimes. Cause I don't want to paint them all as like it. I don't want to paint no. the whole thing as negative. I just look at it like this thing that we've for sure structured in a way where it's like they're, they're detailed to do that job. Like you were describing and It's like, you're putting this impossible situation where you you have to sell this thing to these people and it's like, if you're honest with a 19 year old kid and you tell them how hard it's going to be and how stressful it's going to be, they're going to run for the Hills. So it's like, it's not even, it's like, I kind of understand you got to like tiptoe this, like eth- well, tip-toe it's not through even this the, ethical gray area, but
1: that's why I like couldn't do to, it though.
0: Cause I would just be brutally honest.
1: Well, so here's my thought or two thoughts of that. One is you, I don't mm-hmm. think that you need to tiptoe that it's going to be stressful. I think if anybody decides to go join the military and they're like, ah, this won't be stressful at all. Like, yeah. Apparently has never seen a single <laughs> movie that has any sort of depiction of of like just yeah. boot camp, right? Like, look at Forrest Gump, right? You're telling me that that dude like got it, actor, fake, right? But you're telling me yeah. that that dude yeah. didn't encounter any stress with any of that stuff. Yeah. Like, literally every movie about the military doesn't. They're not making a movie about like, well, today was Wednesday, I went to quarters and. You know, we had a divisional lunch, everything was great. And then, uh, had a couple of counseling sessions with some guys and then we just yeah. went home and it was great. And like roll scene, you know, like that's yeah. not a thing that ever happens. It's uh, nothing, but the military on in Hollywood is like the most absurd, stressful, wild scenarios that happen. Right. And especially now, so many of them are like the real life stories. Like look at yeah. all the, yeah. the recent ish seal movies about like Afghanistan None of those Ooh. were just made up because some wild yeah. stories actually happened. So nobody's watching it like, eh, the military will be easy though. Like,
0: right. <laughs> so yeah. I can't
1: imagine that you have to explain, like hide that fact, but think about like just the difference in sailors that you've worked with in the past and the same scenario. And you've always got like that one guy who's like, meh, whatever, could be worse. And they're just chugging along like, yeah, of course, I'd rather be home playing PlayStation, drinking a beer. And then you got like some other people that are like, yo, I can't deal with this anymore. Like I need to go. Yeah. Like everybody has different stress levels. So you can't even say like, it's going to be super stressful or not. It all depends on the person. Um, But that, yeah. And then I also don't think that there's any amount of explaining that you could ever do. Cause like, how do you explain what, goes on in your day and how like I encounter this all the time with my wife, right? When I tell her about things that I do throughout the day or things that happen at work and her response is just like, that's insane. Why would you do that? Yeah. And it's like, uh, <laughs> it's just the way like the military works. I don't, yeah, you know, and it's but like, yeah. explain it now and like we've been married for eight years. So now explain that to somebody who has zero military knowledge mm. or understanding. And right. then you're trying to explain like, no. So listen, when you go to do maintenance, you can't just go fix that computer. You actually have to go yeah. hang tags and then to hang a tag on a it. Ton of and paper it's like, you have to make sure that nobody people. powers it on. Yeah, And they're like, why would they power yeah. it on? You're going to have it ripped open and you're inside of it. And you're like, ah, see, that's logical. Exactly.
0: But
1: not only do I just have to hang a tag on it in case somebody decides to turn it on while I'm way steep in this machine, but I need five other people to approve that mm-hmm. I hung the tag on the right machine that I'm doing the work in. And that means yeah. I have to, you know, and it's just like, that's yeah. crazy to explain to somebody. And like it, it would easily get overwhelming. Right. And like the Navy's good about, I think is good about, uh, giving you what you're capable of plus a little bit, right. To like push you to, to learn more, do more, whatever. But yeah. they're good at like, that's why you don't have like brand new people on the boat, like standing dive or chief of the watch. Right. Like it's all stuff that you could teach them. I'm sure. But there's like some things like, okay, well to understand how to stand dive, you're going to need to understand what moving water is, which means you understand tanks and compartments and you need to understand this. And so like we do that for a reason, like it sounds stupid to start off with teaching somebody how to fold their clothes, but, yeah. You know, it carries throughout like you start off with the basics, you I don't know. It's it's just a uh, I've talked to a bunch of recruiters and I, like I said I got a couple of friend, uh good friends who were recruiters yeah. at one point. And it's like I just hear what they do and I'm like, yeah, sure, all shore duty sounds great. Uh, yeah, and, But uh, yeah. like uh, I need it to get sounds, somebody on. I always joke like a, that it sounds yeah. uh great while like if you do the hometown recruiting right like you grew up there you yeah. went to high school there you know the town you know where everybody hangs out you you can explain like ah, mm-hmm. nobody wants to go you know you don't want to be that that dude that w- hangs out at the 99 all day right and then like they're all, oh yeah I know those kind of people like but if you show up to a random town that you have no idea like imagine you're a, a recruiter yeah. and you're in one of the, like the overseas recruiting stations and you're in like Germany, and you're like hey you guys want to join a different country's military <laughs> do they do that and it's i mean they have recruiters overseas i didn't know that yeah i assume that i don't know <laughs> how many countries or whatever and they're on like yeah, us that's, bases i did not know at that. least the ones that i've seen oh, okay. right i've seen like yeah uh a recruiting station in japan right on the base there really at Yokosuka. but then the or huh. yeah Yokosuka. but I assume your primary, like your target market is all of the dependents, like all the children of people that are there. I, yeah. Because their parents I are I mean, I know you
0: can like get citizenship through joining the military, but like, how I can't, I, like, I wonder how many people they recruit that way, like, by yeah, actually, I, don't know. Targeting, I mean, I'm sure like, they have foreign nationals. Like, that's wild to me. Not but I that mean, I, I don't have well, a I don't know if, it, I guess. Again, I don't like,
1: know if that it's like, they may not be just random citizens because the, the one that I've seen in Japan was on the base. Right. So you have to at least be able to get on the base. Um, yeah. Okay. So my assumption, obviously I was, I was in the Navy, so I had no need to go into the recruiting office. (laughs) Like you can't pull over any farther.
0: I'm already pulled over. That's probably (laughs) probably why I didn't even notice is like, why would I be looking for, Right. Not be like I mean, like even register that there's a recruiting station.
1: Right. And and I thought it was kind of funny because then I'm like, I feel like the, you know, the kid that's like his dad is in the Navy or his mom's in the Navy. Like he already knows what he mm. needs to know. And either yeah. it's probably a lock and they're just coming like, all right, hey, I turn 18 on Thursday. I'll be in on Friday. Or yeah. they're like, no, nah, I've seen what I need to see. And I have absolutely no desire ever. Right. You know what i mean like i don't think those are the people that are huh. like on the fence about it that i feel like military children just, like, are probably i'm
0: thinking like how fully, many fully in how fully many of out. those cases are they gonna have like do they really need a recruiting station on the base to handle the six dependents that are gonna want to join the military like
1: i don't know man like
0: i imagine you're only gonna like you're only gonna get like i mean maybe 10 a year or something like there can't be that many. Like, I, I don't know. i I just assumed they'd be, I, anyway, who cares? Um, I don't know, man, but yeah, we'll, like we'll the, have to I track to somebody get,
1: down like a high up recruiter person. And that's and what, and I gonna, how I, that what I was going to literally
0: I was just going to say, I need to get, um, and I got a bunch of buddies that either they used to do it. Like my buddy, uh, Jerome, um, he's one of my favorites. Like he, he was in that community for a while and then got picked up for command senior chief. And so now um, I think he, I don't know if he picked up CMC or not. I have to look, but, but yeah, he's a, uh, he'd be a good dude to ask the questions. Like I just need to get somebody that'd be willing to be like, maybe I need to get somebody that'll be anonymous so they can be candid about like how it all works. Like, right. give me all the, give me all the good stuff. But like, yeah, I've always been curious about it. Cause like I, cause I don't really know what it's like to do that job because like, I've never done it. And it's like, especially for the people higher up because there was always like, the, there was the people at recruiting stations and then they have like the headquarters people. Cause you have like the recruiting district headquarters. Yeah, um, yeah. And so like, I, you know, who knows what they do? I know, I know enough to know that I don't want anything to do with it ever, which <laughs> likely I'm retiring, but I always thought it was, it was something that like, why, like at least partially, like, why don't they just hire a bunch of veterans to do that type of a thing? And it, it especially you could just funnel people that are separating or retiring into those jobs as like a transition so assistance thing
1: and it's like an you just go to your point. hometown
0: and then stay there like because you'd be so well, that's good an interesting it, thought you know I mean? right
1: because because i know like i know a guy who he retired as a senior chief but he mm. does uh what is it jrotc or whatever right like yeah, yeah the high school version um, I forget yeah. the acronym. I think that's what it is. But anyway,s yeah, JR, I don't know.
0: I got a couple buddies that retired and went to work for some private school doing that.
1: Yeah, so I know a guy who does that at a high school. Right? He's retired senior chief, but he still gets paid his same amount of active duty pay to do this. Do and by who? Like the school uh, or the military? Good question. I didn't ask who signs yeah, the I check, guess, but I did. I feel I did like talk to him a little does, bit about it. I don't it. know. And he was like, yeah. dude, it's awesome. Like he shows up and he does, you know, they do like parades and they do local stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he, yeah, he works with the, I don't know the exact, you know, hour by hour of his day, but he works at the high yeah. school. Um, and runs this program, but he's like, yep. I show up every day. I still wear my uniform. I still do all the same things. He's mm-hmm. technically retired, but he still gets his full yeah. active duty pay. But he said, what's crazy or what's cool is that he gets more now than he did when he was active because his pay still goes up as like time in, right? So like once yeah. he started doing that, after like the next two years, his pay got bumped up a little bit to what his active duty pay at say 24 years would be instead of twenty two yeah. when he got yeah. out or whatever it was.
0: And then the only difference is like, like the deal they made, like they were gonna structure it that way where that we're just gonna pay you like you're on active duty. I don't then, like, know. And I scale it up. Or something. I could
1: probably track him down and get more info on it, but I'm mm. sure there's other people. But either way, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was really cool because it's like, hey, you still want to help out and do these things. And that's funny because you're almost like a pre recruiter at that point. Yeah, kind of You know what I mean. Like, yeah, not that you're grooming people like as bad as that. All you that are. sounds you right. totally but,
0: are. You are. You totally you, are.
1: You are, but that when you say grooming, like that has like a bad connotation, like you're grooming them to do something bad. And I would like to. I think mean, that I after don't, spending all this time in the military, I don't think that we think it's bad to be in.
0: But I don't. Yeah, I don't th- think it is always negative. Like you could definitely groom people to. Like I've groomed like people to be future chiefs and leading CSs and whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, like I, I don't guess. think it's always bad.
1: No, I guess I think you, yeah, yeah, usually in that. I don't know. I guess I hear other terms for it. Yeah. Good connotations behind it. You're just but a negative regardless, Bob, right? Like, just a
0: glass half empty kind of guy.
1: <laughs> hey, I just played glass half full for <laughs> recruiting.
0: Uh, you're not wrong. You were definitely on the positive side of that. Um, But regardless, like
1: that's not a bad point. Like what, what's, what's to stop the next step of, having yeah. them just actually fill out the paperwork and keep it going from there. Right. Cause it's going to be cheaper.
0: Up. But then I feel like they're also,
1: there has to be something with staying in touch, right? Like not that the, those guys that run JROTC aren't in touch with the community or with the Navy. Right. But mm-hmm. so you, like, where do you draw the line? Like you can only do it for 10 years after you retire. Cause like, think about some crusty dude. Who's like, I retired in 93 and this is my yeah, name but, but like what how do you who's hold them in touch to a standard, that's been
0: though? a career recruiter for 10 years you know what i mean like they're not in the no, real navy at least... anymore and that's what's so weird yeah but like how, how are they staying in touch if they're like if you're going from like memphis to like denver to like all these like they're not they're not in navy towns most of the time they're in some remote recruiting station in the middle of nowhere or they're at like a, a recruiting headquarters And so it's like, and those are pretty much all career recruiters. Like the fleet types are out at remote recruiting stations generally. And so it's like, what, how are they in touch? They don't know what it's like to be in the Navy either. They're not in the Navy really like they are, but they're like, not really. Like it's like, it's like enlisted (laughs) aides. Like they're so detached from reality because they're in DC or wherever else the four star is and they're not happening 90% of the time. They're not wearing a uniform and they're just, you know, like they're so, preparing so I can't food think that of, we don't have in
1: the real navy and blah, I can't blah, blah. think of a way to address that off the top of my head. However, I will say that how <laughs> would mean. you at least how no how would you hold a retiree accountable for anything? Right? If they're well, your they would be a
0: civilian employee just like anyone else. So they'd be you know they'd be like a DOD. Yeah, but contractor, what are you gonna say like
1: hey you, you better not sleep em. with this you better not sleep up. with this depper or I'm gonna give you
0: your retirement for the rest of your life. No, I you would know, like fire them and send them home. So it's like and then but then they're just like, going to be like getting anything. their
1: retirement.
0: Yeah, but they would How keep you, getting their retirement when they go get some other GS job like most people try to do. Like I'm, I've i been through all these taps classes now and it's like most of the most of the retirees are are like hunting after these government contractor jobs or GS jobs or whatever so they can get a second pension or they can do whatever else or they're just so institutionalized they're afraid to work for a civilian company and it's like you know I mean like it'd be like anything else and I mean I think most of I think the most relevant hires most of the time would be people separating not people retiring like but then, I don't want but some then what 50 happens with retired master chief recruiting high school students. I just look at the problem of like where can you have the uh,
1: if you have somebody who's not doing their job well, mm-hmm. right. I would not want them to be slacking or bad or just like willfully negligent or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sleeping with the depth sailors or whatever. Right. Like I wouldn't want any of that to somebody mm-hmm. that like the worst case scenarios, we say, Hey, you're still going to get paid from us for life. And we're not, you can't really do anything. You're just going to get slightly less and you're going to have to go get a job at Home Depot instead because the ramifications for like being uh, like shady and all that stuff, I think to make a point for you, the problem is a a bad career recruiter likely never sees the... Again, uninformed opinion. They likely never see the ramifications of the shadiness that they stuff through, right? Being at a at a massive training command, the amount of students that we have that <clears throat> that have um, that end up showing up to us and just can't make it to a boat for insert a million different reasons, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but most all of it is like, ah, oh, cool. Your recruiter should have noticed it. Like you should have never made
0: it. Yeah. To you. You shouldn't never with money. Right.
1: Here. But that recruiter never sees that. And we are the ones dealing with the, yeah, not dealing with, right. Cause that sounds bad. Like some of these, some of the sailors are like, they're not bad kids. They're not, there's nothing like they're right. not willfully malicious. They're not doing anything crazy. They are just like, Hey, I went and talked to a recruiter. I wanted to join the Navy. I did these things. I filled this stuff out. Now I'm here. Mm-hmm. And some more people asked me some more questions And now I found out that like, I'm ineligible for everything and I have to get out. Yeah. It's like, okay. And so now we're the ones trying to set them up with what they need and get them all the services they need. And that's fine. Right? Like that's our job is to do all those things, but that recruiter never deals with that. They don't, I feel like the career recruiter has less of a vested interest. Whereas somebody who's there just as a single tour for shore duty is like, And I don't, I doubt, honestly, just like, I doubt that it's going through their head with every person. Right. Um, Mm. like if you're a submariner and you, some guys like, I want to be a GM, you're like, cool. Never going to see you in the fleet. Good luck, buddy. (laughs) you know like you're probably more willing to slop that (laughs) but if if you had somebody come in who's like i want to be a cook on a submarine like you're probably going to be more thorough with that person because you have a vested interest and yeah you know earlier in your career you'd be like hey we might cross paths like i'm going to a boat from here and it could be your boat like i don't want to send somebody that sucks but that i just think there's no personal uh uh like accountability but there's no like in personal invested interest outside of your own intrinsic motivation and values to do those things and that's the
0: yeah i just yeah i feel like it's like a it's like a structural problem it's like a the organization seems incentivized especially now like when that whole thing with like we're gonna give everybody like whatever it is like 25 grand to join the navy it's like they're having such a hard time recruiting people because there's already this tiny percentage of the population that's qualified for military service and w- from within that they have to pull from like the all of the recruiting and it's like a million people it's not a big population at all and then like right. they uh, and a big part of it it just keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking because of like a lot of its health problems like obesity and stuff where you just don't qualify unless you get healthy. Um, so they're just having a, a way more difficult time finding people to recruit to get in. So it's like they just you're incentivized as the government says, oh, I want a bigger military. We need to up a goal and recruit all these people. And it's like, OK, well, where are they going to come from? And then you can't keep people in the Navy, like 78 percent of people per the McPond get out before 10 years. So it's like you're just in this weird quandary where it's like we have all these issues with like how they're recruiting people and pushing them through and meeting goal. And it's like, but also like, I'm sure if we talk to them, which I need to do is like get one of those guys on. It's like you still, I still want to have that conversation, but it's just like, it seems like, like they're on their end the problem is like what do you want me to do like i have do you want to not have people or do you want to have people that you're a little frustrated with like what's what's the like pick your poison you know what i mean because they're in a i'm sure like a really tough spot
1: i just i wholeheartedly like to my core disagree with the argument of like whatever percentage of people get out after however many years, right? Whatever that mm-hmm. number was, like you said, 78 after however many years, it doesn't really matter. Right. The, the implication yeah. is like people aren't staying until retirement. So something is wrong. Right. Right. However, the system is not designed for every person to stay for until retirement. Yeah. I agree. It is not I, I agree, But there's, and no I don't know what that the number
0: is. You like, right. Like look 78% at, normal. Like, does that have to happen? I don't know. Like, I don't know what the number.
1: Well, is. like, but what I want to know is like, what is it designed for? Right. What is the optimum right. op tempo? Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, what's the, what's the right cycle? Because look at like Corman, right? Like everybody likes to make mm. fun of their horrible advancement percentages and yada, yada, yada. So like, clearly the system isn't designed for all of them to stay in for 20 years. There's, there's a re like it is a pyramid just like every yeah. business structure, right? You need more people at the bottom to do more things. it. Right. your turnover is going to be higher, but the level of jobs that they have is not as complicated or doesn't require as much experience to do. And then the people that stick around for whatever reason, right? They move up and, and they're the ones that get the jobs that require more experience doing those things and so on yeah. and so forth. Right. But like, so when people are like, well, why are people getting out after six years? And it's like, because the system's meant for that. You know, there's an acceptable yeah. percentage of people to get out. And it kills me because like we have our, uh, our, what the sipper. I forget what it stands for now. And as a guy who went through CCC school, I should know this, but the career information program review command. Oh, is anyways. that the
0: thing? Um like the it's this the career counselor inspection no oh, it's the okay. the career you. counselor yeah, one yeah, it's
1: yeah. how you get like the rea the retention excellence award yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and they they look at like what's your retention numbers at and it frustrates me when they're like my you're you will you got out seven percent of your zone b personnel this year so you don't qualify mm-hmm. for this award and it's like yeah, yeah the system isn't designed for that <laughs> I get that some people get get that, right? But you can't have everybody get that. And if you can't have everybody get it, I'm not saying that everybody should be eligible for an award, but it has to be Mm. achievable, right? And so if it's a zero-sum game that, like, as soon as this command is eligible, that immediately knocks out, like, three other commands that are ineligible just by Mm. basic, like, statistics. It seems kind of like frustrating if you happen to be at one of those other commands that is just ineligible by the system design you've got to be like what am i doing here like i'm now i'm gonna get i'm gonna get ranked worse and i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna be the bad career counselor because i don't i I can't keep all these people in and that's like a a thing that we have now is like what um we were asked to come up with ideas to help incentivize re-enlistment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't, I could fix I don't it for you right
0: you. now, dude, like delete up and out. Like if you would just be okay. Cause if you told, if you told the whole population in the Navy, Hey, if you want to just be here and be a wrench turner and as a second class, and be like the best wrench turner on the planet Earth. And over time, because of seniority, advanced qualifications, whatever, we'll continue to pay you more money. So like you could stay and be a wrench turner and maybe you don't make as much money as a chief, but like we'll pay you as like a first class eventually. And then if you stick around long enough, we'll pay you as like a senior first class or even a chief as you become like, like this master technician, but you're not in a leadership or managerial role you know how many people would stick around? you like, you know how many people would sign up for that? If you like, there's no pressure to like be forced into this leadership pyramid. I bet you, you'd solve a lot of attrition by just saying you could just, cause like, dude, if I like, I'm, I'm really glad I got promoted to master chief. It was a goal. I really love leadership stuff, obviously, but like also, I would have mu- if I stayed in my like technical role cuz I was going to go be a cob in a CMC and I like endured a second chief's tour and I hated it for a lot of reasons but like it was because I don't like my job when I'm not in the galley just cooking food. And so it's like I have the same feeling that a lot of people have where it's like there's a lot of leading CSs on submarines that fail because they don't want to do the admin, they don't want to worry about inventory and endurance and all this other accountability crap. They just want to like go in the galley, make food, make people happy. And it's so it's like there's a ton of people that you could retain in a career field where we're paying like E4s, SDIP, like incentive money to go back to sea because we don't have enough people because they all separate. And it's like, I mean, I don't know. I I think you could fix a lot by by letting them know, like, hey, we're not going to punish you for just being really highly competent technicians.
1: I would argue that you, so I like this. I'm just going to keep playing the opposite role of you, right? You always do. Uh, Let's go. Let's fight. Hey, so my <laughs> <laughs> my other thought with that though is at what point does that cause a uh, unworkable structure at your command when you have a bunch of like, how many times have you ever in your career complained about that like eight year chief and this guy doesn't know anything and what is he doing mm-hmm. right and then you're going to have a up to an 18 year first or second class right like how mm-hmm. he, he could have half his division senior to him in experience but because they didn't mm-hmm. want to do the paperwork side of it right they didn't get advanced yeah and the they didn't go qualified yeah. chief of the watch because they just wanted cook right and that's great but that's because that's needed that's right? the agreement but that's they don't being want to do that though. right but you're telling me that like that that eight nine year chief that's gonna walk in there and be like all right guys listen to me i'm the chief here this is what's gonna happen they're gonna be like all right listen here man you've got a I, third the time in the navy that i do so you're I gonna sit over there and be... do your paperwork <laughs> you're telling me that I would never it could come could work up, that there would not be
0: no sure it would come up it comes up right now it does. It comes but up right imagine now when you've a was, 30 year old semen, you know, like. Right. But,
1: but increase that to the nth degree when half of your d- division is potentially Dude. in longer than you. And I'm not just because yeah. I get it. Right. That does happen. Right. Again, that does happen. There, ha- there's, there are people that are like that make it really quick and they make it really quick for a million different reasons. Yeah. And that's a whole nother show topic. But, and it's already a power struggle, though, for those people. Not necessarily a power struggle, but it's hard to show up. And it's all super individualized onesie twosie power dynamics If you show up and you're like, mm. hey, listen, this is how it goes. And you're going to have some first class who's like, hey, man, this is my fourth boat as an LPO. Like, I got it that you think this is how it goes. But let me tell you how this really goes
0: now. And you're going to have like this like, awkward. I don't think you, it's awkward, have, though, man. And, and so. You I'm will like, have yeah, the I'll just body classes. slam you because I'm in charge. Like, and I get that, like, oh, that's there's the worst
1: answer though.
0: I know, I know, but that's, so you, if you decide, so if like you're the technician and you decide to stick around and be the technician and you decide you won't, don't want to be in the leadership role, that's the agreement that's being made. And like, I talked to my what brother-in-law if, about it. What if that's not what they decided?
1: A, what if they just, what if they what didn't decide that they're, they're trying to advance and they're trying to do that but they're just sticking that, around because they want to stay in the Navy, but they just can't advance. Right. You just eliminate higher tenure and assume that people still want to advance. And now you have that second or first yeah, class but who's like, dude, I've been you, trying to do everything I can. The numbers just don't work out. I'm trying to go all these things. I really want to move up. Like I've seen a thing or two and you're like, but those right, people well, listen, are going to try at the right place at the right time.
0: Yeah. Those people like, are going to not be everybody's just gonna be like if they, if they don't like, if they're there and they don't advance, um, and they desire to advance, that like those are the people that are going to attrite with the understanding because they're going to know it's not like it's a surprise. It's not like results come out and they're like surprise. You're you didn't advance because there's no opportunity. It's like you're going to know like historical opportunity, and you're going to know going in that there's probably not going to be that much opportunity. But it's like. There's art that like those people I feel like are going to either a trite or you're going to deal with the same thing you deal with right now with like I got guys that want to be senior chiefs and mass chiefs within the CSS rating when they grow up, but aren't willing to qualify the watches that are effectively a fully qualified criteria. And it's like and I've had face to face conversations with these chiefs where I'm like, look, like we're living in a world where you have to qualify these senior supervisory watches if you want to advance to Senior Chief and Master Chief. And it's going to keep going further that direction. Like they're trying to pull our promotion pipeline into the submarine panel. When the submarine panel absorbs supply, finally, which I'm an advocate for, the one thing that is going to change that a lot of people aren't going to like is you're not ever going to make Master Chief unless you're qualified Cobb. The end. And it's like, or like, on track to be qualified Cobb. right and that's like where i was when i promoted and they i didn't think they should have but they wrote it in my eval that i was like at my check and board basically and it's like because but i'm like you just wrote in in my eval that i'm not qualified something like that's how i read it at a board so i'm like i don't know why you did that
1: but eh.
0: like i didn't write it in there they they added it because they thought it would help me it, promote shows it that And not, maybe it right. did.
1: but it shows that yeah you're- but it Pursuing, pursuing it, right? It. You printed the call Which, card. You went and you. sat down with some people. Yeah, where a I'm lot of you. people like, at, there's tons of people that are yeah. not qualified things, but you just don't address them. You don't highlight them if they're not right. working. On right, it, right.
0: But so my point th- is, there's a like, reason. I get it. That it, I, so sorry. There's a weird lag, dude. And this I, people are probably gonna is. hate us. I'm gonna try to line the audio up better so that we're not talking over each other because like we're not really doing it on purpose. There's a lag. Um, the I think that these people want to promote and they get salty that they don't promote, but they're not willing to do the things required to promote in the first place. And so it's like the system is always going to be designed in a way that there's enough transparency that if you want to promote, there's going to be a path to do it. Like everybody's like talks to me about how I'm a unicorn and all, like it's so weird that I made Mass Chief as, as, as a CSS without being a cop. And it's like, look, I did. I was willing to do the things to get to where I am. And there's not a lot of people out there doing it so that when quotas open up, like there's a guy that like there's I I don't know uh, how many quotas we're going to have this year. If we have any, I think we're going to have some because I'm retiring and there's like another guy retiring. And I think so. I think we had. Did they come out already? Quotas came out, didn't they? No. For eight and nine. Oh, no, yeah. Quotas okay. did. Quotas. Quotas Yeah. So I think there was so I think there was one and it was a surprise and it's like but if you like for a guy like me and the the other guys in my position like when you look at the list of eligible people like there's like maybe two guys that are competitive probably really one like I could probably tell you straight up like I'd bet money that I know who's going to make it. I, I wasn't there. I don't know for sure. But I bet you I do. You know what I mean? And it's because we're a small community yeah. and because I'm very familiar with the people that are eligible, there's not there's only like 20 something CSS senior chiefs, And so it's like. But also, there's only like one guy that has done the things that are are required for you to promote. So it's like you're looking at it like there's all these people out there that are really earnestly trying to meet all those requirements and doing all the hard work and like going through all the pain to meet those requirements and then not promoting because the system doesn't allow for it. And in my experience. There's a lot of people talking that way, like saying that they're working very hard. But when you actually review their record and see what they've objectively accomplished towards the goal of promotion, it's like, dude, I can tell you why you're not getting promoted right now. And it's like, I know a lot of junior guys that are like, this man, the rate's locked up and I can't promote. And then you look at all their profile sheets and they're cutting like 45s and 50s on the exam. Like if there's 80 points you can score on an exam that, oh, by the way, is graded on a curve Right. Like, so you don't have to answer all the questions, right. To get an 80, you just have to score better than everyone else. And you're not scoring above a 60 on that exam. And you're decrying the system and quotas and all this other crap for being the problem. Like, that's not the problem. Your lack of effort is the problem. Like might not like hearing that, but you're not trying hard enough. And so like the, the thing that frustrates me about it is like most of the people that I've had that conversation with in my entire career are not advancing because there's something in their record that is either like a black mark, like a PRT failure, which again was you just, you made a decision like that at some point along the way to not put the effort required in and not meet the, the required standards and all those other things. Or it's like, they're willingly not doing the thing that they know that they have to do because they're, they don't think they should have to do it. Well, I, it should just be enough that I'm a really good technician. And it's like, well, it's that's not how promotion happens. Like there's criteria. The criteria are established. They're well publicized. I could tell you where to find all of it. And I'll sit down with these guys, have those conversations and be like, if you don't do this and there's a, a buddy of mine right now, great dude. I think he'd be a, a really great CS master chief. He's not going to promote because he's not willing to, to qualify the watches. And it's like, d- dude, like, and, and it, I, I'm telling you, it's never going to happen. And And they just, want to want to fight the system and it's like you're banging your head against the wall
1: i would just say that with that the that is assuming that it is easy to accurately describe what somebody has done in a year and their effect in 15 lines of text uh which is probably not a totally accurate representative way right because everything has to be that, that's what gets me is that everything is by that, by the book. I say like, you look at the ECP, it tells you do this, qualify these things, go to the next place, right. qualify X, Y, and Z, go to the next place, so on and so forth. Right. And if you do those things, if there is a quota, you will advance at some point, right? As long as your evals are good, right. You will promote eventually. Um, and the downside of that is it doesn't offer, unless you were, if you, uh, deviate from the cookie cutter rate of, or the path mm. of what the Navy has right. for you, you only do yourself a disservice, right? Which is Gently, hard when yeah. there's, would... it's really hard though, when there are a lot of non cookie cutter jobs that need to be filled. And mm. you know what I mean? Like both of us have done projects before that are abnormal yeah. Now, granted, yours, you were able to go fill your same rate. You were just in that world, right. right? But you were able to still do your normal cookie cutter job in that world where like for me, I went and did a similar, like it was also projects. It was different command, uh-huh. different place, right? Different job. However, it was not part of that cookie cutter model. So while what? yours didn't hurt you, mine did. And I would say that it has a hurt a lot of people that go to the command that I was at Yeah, doing abnormal jobs because nobody there did their job that was as directed yeah however it's a command that existed no but it's a command that still needed manning the same as anybody else they still have a mission to do it's still important but you're immediately looked down upon because somebody's like meh you didn't do what you're supposed to do so i mean if you wanted to advance you would have just done the normal things and you would have qualified this that and the other thing and it's like well no man you asked for you did extra screening and interviews and all this yeah. stuff, right? And polygraphs to go do this super wild job that you needed somebody to go do. And not just any Bubba off the street, right? Yeah. Like I went through I, a dude competitive screening process to go do this job. Projects is a bad example. And then example. I'm basically getting punished because I went to go do this and yeah. it's like, and I'm I'm just using myself as an example because I know it. But no, like, I know. But I'm I understand that being that at the that's board, a,
0: like it's submarine special projects is not looked down upon, at least in, at least on the supply panel. Um, like, again, I wasn't on the submarine panel and that's where most of that stuff how happens. Many, so, like, I could. How many wrong, of those people also, hang on. Hang still hang on, doing their job? Hang on. The, <laughs> the ECP now, like, because yours will have it. Every submarine ECP now has this really long list of all of the projects, watch stations and like duties some and stuff and translate. I'm pretty, sh- pretty much all of them. And it translates them all to like, Hey, this, much it, this is all. equivalent to this criteria. Well, come on, man. But what I will tell you is like the, there are definitely um, on the surface side and in other communities, I would agree for sure that like, there was a lot of that where if somebody wasn't on something, haze gray, and uh, they were on an alternative career path, and some kind of traditional shore duty or special warfare or whatever. They would like there was some like const like Your there host. was some pushback where they were, yeah, they were. Th- there was some pushback. I mean, we argued about it a lot, but like there was definitely not, some like uh, it was being looked down upon, because they weren't yeah. on a USS, and it's like, well, there's right. not always an opportunity to be on a USS, so um, I but, just like, I make another argument, like yeah.
1: It's not that there's not an art. It's not that there's not an opportunity okay. to be on one. I look at it and say, listen, man, this command, they do something abnormal. However, they still need sailors. Yeah. They still have billets to fill. Right. They still have a mission to do, right? They need people to do it. And they have a higher screening process just to get into it, right? It's not just go on my yeah. assignments, you click apply, you win the the lottery from the, the detail right. or whatever. And then you go there, right? Like there's more that goes into it. But that back end kind of credit, sure, I understand that there's somebody that's like, well, okay, maybe somebody is sympathetic to the project's people. There's also just as many people that are like, I would say there's just as many people that are like, nah, you just scammed out of doing whatever you're supposed to do, right? But I will say that when you don't fit that cookie cutter model because of the way the boards work, <clears throat> and again, you've sat when I haven't, so I'm mm-hmm. kind of weird that I'm telling you about stuff that you know that I don't, but when you're sitting there, like at the supply board that you're at, you're trying to tell a bunch of surface RSs mm-hmm. what a submarine CS does, who they have no idea. Right. And you're trying to explain yeah. all these things that they do you're All of those submarine CSs are already at a disadvantage to that one person, right? I got it. It's just one person in in a sea of however many people are there voting and whatever, right? But that one person at least knows the most likely knows a majority of the surface community. So now the submarine, Mm -hmm. all the submarine rates in the supply world are at a disadvantage. Yeah. When there's a majority of surface people there and there's only one or two submariners there that are trying to say like, hey, these are what these guys do. And it's like, yeah, 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 okay, sure, sure, sure. It's right? stupid. So yeah, like you're it at a disadvantage there. It doesn't help. And so when you add all that stuff in, like, it's hard to say, like, you just have to do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, okay, so if I get this really cool opportunity, I'm just supposed to tell the Navy, like, no, I don't want to yeah. go do this cool job because I really care about putting on the next rank. When I would argue that most people probably don't care about just making rank. They probably care more about like job satisfaction and doing something cool and rewarding. And we're like, Hey, there's this cool and rewarding job you can go do. And it's like, okay, cool. And it's like, eh, but what we don't tell you is that you're most likely going to be hosed in a bunch of weird ways five years from now that you have no idea how to (laughs) comprehend. And then when you get there, you're like, man, why am I getting screwed for doing this thing that the Navy wanted me to go do? And it's like, yeah. well, I don't know. Maybe you should have just gone like, to a boat and done the same thing as everybody else in the Navy. And you're like, yeah. Right, but that- and that,
0: my whole rant was focused on the the gen pop folks because that's the majority of the Navy. Like, I for, I agree that, like, hopefully, okay, yeah, there's no delay. Awesome, we fixed it, Yahtzee. Um, yeah, dude, so, I think... I, I think it's we're ta- we, we're getting into talking about like a hey, the advancement system and eval systems broken. You know what I mean?
1: Without diving too much into that, though, my biggest thing was uh low advancement. So there's two parts of it. My two points with mm-hmm. it was it seems crazy to say that you have to be qualified Cobb to make Master Chief as a cook because you're not making Master Chief cook or you're not making Master Chief Cobb. That rate exists. There is a command master chief for a reason. And that is a different rate with a different job. Mm -hmm. The command, the the master chief cook should be the best cook. Like you should be the SME at being a cook. I don't Mm -hmm. care that you're good at qualifying these things that are not cook related necessarily. I understand qualifying things that are part of your normal career path to help your command. Right. But being Qualified cob changes your career fundamentally at that point, right? To where you are not ever going to be a cook again. You are going to be a cob, which is the weird submarine version of saying you're a CMC, without giving kind you of. the rate change.
0: <laughs> which right. I think they should, um, but but that's so like that's th- a whole think, other bit that I've
1: gone on to with other right. people before. I don't think that I I think that once you go CMC, I think it should be, I think it should be similar to and it's a hard line stance and I, sometimes I see exceptions to it. So I don't know, but my initial uh, forum C on it was that once you go be a cob, you should be a, just like we do with enges, right? Instead of they make them O fours until you make it naturally on your way out or whatever the case, which is, they've right? been talking about C2 doing. Us.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think I'm not saying that you should be an E nine necessarily, I think you should be command senior chief and you have to put in a package and get picked yeah. up on your way out. And if not, you will never go do that again and mm. you can go do something else. Right. And I know that that's a wild statement because I know people personally who have like tried to put in packages to go be a CMC, didn't get picked up. Um, and then they're back doing a second cob tour and hopefully they get picked up this time. Cause I think they would be great. Um, so it's hard when I know these people that are exceptions yeah. to that. Individual or like personally, right? But I think it's a weird thing that we do in the Navy where well in the sub fleet specifically where we hold that against you like you have to go qualify cob and you're like i don't yeah. want to be a cob i just want to well, be the best cook yeah there is. i want to be problem. the best sonar tech there is yeah why can't i be the best sonar tech and it's like mm, nah, right. you have to go qualify the, to be a personnel manager and you're like the problem I got it. there's yeah. leadership involved right but there's yeah, leadership involved yeah. with every rank and we preach that from boot camp that's why Ooh. they get collar devices at boot camp and they get put in these you know menial Uh, leadership positions of like cleaning the head and the laundry and whatever, right? That are like relatively inconsequential, but they're to give people leadership opportunities and to put them in charge of things. So there's always going to be leadership involved with every rank, especially the higher you get. And I totally understand that. But when your sole job is leadership and people and you're the HR professional as a CMC, it seems Mm -hmm. wild to me to say that you need to be qualified that to be a master right. chief cook when but that doesn't make sense to me. System.
0: There's a rate for that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a broken system because like we don't ha- like, if you look around the submarine fleet and this would apply to pretty much every, uh, like, I don't know a rate that it wouldn't apply to except maybe nukes where they probably have more jobs running around where they need master chiefs, but like in rate I, who needs a master chief in the submarine fleet. And I, there's some like, could even that, that, you
1: could nukes have that. You
0: could, nukes yeah, have you the could EDMC. Make a, mm-hmm, I know, but that's what I'm so that's what I'm saying is like, you could make a path for it where you could just decide that because, like, basically, they just decided that based on the crew size, you don't need a Master Chief, uh, in any role on a submarine except for Cobb and, e, and maybe EDMC, right? But, uh, like I I would argue that like at like a department chief level, I think it could be a senior chief or a master chief and that's fine. And I think it's a good thing, but also like if you don't want to, you know, that's probably going to be the least palatable thing that I, <laughs> I offer that like, I don't think anybody's going to be on board for that. But um, I think you, you could create paths for a lot of rates where, like for cooks for instance and I, I had a conversation one time about this and it basically the answer was the surface community didn't want to give up their billets and I'm like it's not their billets it's the Navy's billets like somebody just needs to make a decision but like I can yeah. go do my job on an aircraft carrier not much changes it, like the, it's just more people and and like more food and more of everything like everything just scales up and there's some procedural like idiosyncrasies that are but, different because I can get food on so a helicopter like- but like I could go the path of of like now that I, like if I don't want to be a cob, I just want to stay in rate. At some point, I'm going to I'm going to like promote out of the submarine community, kind of like a supply officer does one supply, like supply officer tour, and then they just go to the rest of the Navy. And it's like, so why can't I just do that? And some of those those and what like basically like there's a there's Airedales that they like combine into this other whole different rate. I think it's AZ. Or yeah, something. yeah when they make Master Chief so it's like the same thing for us like when I promote to Master Chief if I and elect CBs. not to be a Cobb I just go be a regular CS now and they detail me accordingly because like it all it's all the same thing we use all the same books the job is the same it just scales up so why can't I, think, I just go do that instead because there there really aren't that many jobs in the submarine fleet for a CS Master so Chief my, exclusively to do my
1: relatively junior you know ill-informed opinion thought yeah. on it, right <laughs> is that the Navy hasn't come to terms with the fact that when you get to that like there's a long backstory to this but anyways mm-hmm. I don't think that and I'll explain it in a minute I don't think that the Navy knows what to do with senior Chiefs and master Chiefs yeah after I agree with you. as rating specialists I don't think that yeah. the SME portion of that job exists to be S- to be an SME right? Where Mm. I think that you, I think that they, on paper, they say they want it to exist, right? That's why they have senior chief and master chief say cooks, right? Right. That's why you're there as a master chief cook who is not a, a CMC. But I think that when, even to your point of like you're a unicorn or you shouldn't have done it because you're not qualified Cobb or whatever, right? It's, that's, contrary to what the navy says when they say hey we need yeah. master chief cooks and then you're right. you're immediately like okay cool i did it now what do i do and they're like oh we don't really know you're supposed to yeah, be a cop by now. and you go okay <laughs> well then why did you have this position available right it shouldn't right. be and that's like this weird dichotomy that i don't think the navy knows what to do with right other branches like the marines the army uh mm. think the air force also right you have the different versions of like senior chief right right where you're right. I forget the type of sergeants, right? I'm terrible at that. But anyways, yeah, no, you have like,
0: command yeah, command, master focused. Gunnery sergeant or you're a sergeant major. And it's different. Like it's like a right. CMC. One, you're a sergeant rate major. specialist. You're, yeah, but you're a master an expert in your MOS. A, is you're an expert. You're a, yeah.
1: Or you're a command guy and you're the, the command right. sergeant major. Right. And so that's like the, that's built into their job title. Right. And granted they don't use like their, you know, we use ratings. They use MOSs. They don't, call themselves Mm. by their MOS and all that. But regardless, like they, that's kind of built into that advancement, right? Like I don't know exactly how any other branch works for advancement, but Mm -hmm. uh, I barely know how the Navy works. Um, (laughs) But, but, but my point is like, they make a point of saying at the same time, like I've heard several people go, how is this person supposed to promote when they haven't done their job or done their rating? in however mm-hmm. long. Right? right. And then, which is a very understandable argument, but then you go, okay, cool. Well, now I'm a master chief. Like one of the guys that we know who's an IT land guru. You were, you were underway yeah, with them, yeah. yep. dude. super genius. He's now a master chief. And That'll he got in this huge fight where they were basically like, well, you're not a cop. And he goes, yeah. And I don't want to be, but I'm yeah. an amazing, uh, it like i'm amazing land mm-hmm. guy and he is he's crazy smart with that yeah. oh yeah but there's no job for that guy and they're like well you can go right. back and do another divisional chief tour and it's one of those as like, a master chief point, right like when, no yeah when you're a master chief yeah. over 20 years you're like hey man i've right. done this a few times i'm, I'm yeah. doing that like no offense but i'm right i'm, I'm not, beyond that at this I'm point i'm not doing it that is a waste yeah. of my resources that is a waste of my skill set
0: right well, if you're I gonna will pay go me to be a master chief jobs. send me to do master chief things and that they're retort to that literally be like yeah okay go be a cob and it's like yeah but i don't want to be a cob and then your options a, are well okay get out of the navy you know what i mean which is like they again, told that goes me, back to
1: my point of they don't know what to do yeah. with these master chiefs like
0: right they were promoted they were, they were gonna to send me
1: to it master chief so yeah they're
0: from the job I'm doing to the job at the, at the force level to, but it's like the same job essentially. Like I'd be doing inspections. I'd have more input on policy stuff and I'd be the guy that's like responsible for revising the submarine like the TICOM instruction for our job, stuff like that. But it's like, it's not, it's basically the same job I'm doing. And I'm like, so it'd be back to back shore duty because they've got nowhere else to put me. And it's like, but they do. They just, they're, they're have this stupid system set up where I can only go to submarine jobs and within the submarine force, there's not that many places to put me like unless I want to go be a division chief on a submarine. And I'm not doing that. Like I didn't even want to do it the second time as a senior chief. I wanted to be like a three MC or something. Cause I was like, I don't know. I just got to go qualify dive so I can qualify COB, and then I'm going to go be a COB. But Yeah, I just, the whole system is set up in a way that doesn't make any sense.
1: It's just one of those frustrating things that you have to do, not your job, to advance in your job. And then, (laughs) which is crazy to me, right? And then they get mad because, like, he had this big, long fight about, hey, I want to go do a Master Chief Land Tech job, you know, a land guy job. That's what my expertise is. That's what everything and every eval has Mm -hmm. ever said you Mm -hmm. want me to be an SME. And they're like, "Mm, nah, shit, mate, you have to go back to a submarine and do the same job because you didn't go be a cop. And it's like, "Yep." but you have a career path built in to not do that. So why am I being punished for not doing, like you need both. Right. And it's, it's just a frustrating thing to me. All of that stemmed from, so when I was at the ACA, I got that, the award for the essay, right? Um, yep. which I will credit some of that to you because I yeah. uh, saw what yours was. So I had some sort of example to go from totally yeah. different prompt, totally different, everything. Right. I didn't cheat, yeah, yeah. Um, but I at least saw something.
0: Well, we're supposed to, to do that. Like the SEA, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the FAs encourage people to like talk to other guys that have went and basically like get a, get a SEA mentor because everybody screws up three part comms, blah, blah. Yeah. And no, so. I gotcha.
1: Yeah. But so anyways, so, i i got that and it's called the chief mckenna award and excellence Mm -hmm. of writing or some absurd long thing right so i'm like okay well i don't know anything about chief mckenna and i figure if i got an award about with the dude's name on it i should probably look it up so i looked it up and Mm -hmm. with i don't remember all of his history right now and i'm not going to go into it but um it was fairly interesting but um I started, I was more interested in this stuff that he wrote. Cause obviously he, yeah. the award is named after I've him because he wrote a lot of too, pieces. By the way. And yeah, I read that so article he, writes,
0: that he pointed me to.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like a whole article. His is post-World War II. And he's basically like, there's too many chiefs and not enough jobs. Like they yeah. don't know what to do with their hands and they're getting cycled around too many times. And we don't, the Navy doesn't know what to do with them. Right. Mm. And as I read it, like the reason I saved it, and I thought it was interesting is because that was, what, 670 years ago? 60 years ago? Yeah. 70
0: years ago? It was a hot minute. It's 80 six seventy. Something 72. like that, right? I'm bad If it was 1950, it's 72, but yeah. Okay, so a, a long chiefs, time ago, like, right? That this somebody guy wrote get me this an article. Abacus. Yeah. Right. So I
1: got to take my shoes off for that. Um, <laughs> And so this guy wrote this article basically saying there's too many chiefs, not enough jobs and whatever, right? And to the exact point that he was making, right. That was a little hyper specific to world war two. And I, I can't, I assume he was correct. I don't know. I can't assume he's not correct. Cause yeah. I don't know. I wasn't around for that, but um, I would say that this, a similar thing happens now. I love to give my buddy a hard time. Who's going to go be an LDO. And I love giving a hard time about being an LDO. And I keep saying, what is, what is he providing as an ensign that a senior chief couldn't go provide? Right. I would argue that that billet that he's going to fill as an Mm -hmm. O one, two or three could be filled by a senior chief or master chief. And I think, and I think that that's a, that would, that would validate the need for SMEs, right? Like, I don't know. What you're supplying
0: food service warrant officers are pointless too. like, like they 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 still, I don't need to exist. exist. I don't know. Right. Yeah.
1: But, but my, but again, like you're telling me that a master chief couldn't go do that and that would justify them doing that. And it would give you more career opportunities that you would do that. It's, it's, it's hard because you, all the LDOs obviously started as enlisted, So they were already on your career path and then they left your career path to go do something else, which isn't bad, but now they're just taking away from the jobs that you have available that I feel like you could do. And I get there's the whole like LDOs aren't, uh, they're not like, I don't know, my favorite thing is to tell an LDO that he's a JO, right? Um, (laughs) Because they get mad. Like, "I'm I'm not a junior officer, blah, 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 right?
0: And yes, like, you are.
1: I, I don't know, man. Like, yes, you to are. The, everything else. Uh, da, you you're an ensign. You don't
0: have more officer experience just because you were a chief before. Like, you have more experience in general.
1: But what but is you've one never of the been an officer like before. main primary yeah. jobs of a chief? A right, officer. is to train junior yeah. officers. Right. And then there's, I saw I, that chained me down. Other articles that were talking about, like, I saw one that was basically saying they should do away with, uh, oh, one, two, and three as LDO billets and basically you should go it should there was one it was kind of a wild stance but their point was like it should be once you're a master chief then you should be able to commission as an O three 3 immediately and pretty much like almost be eligible I mean, for O four, 4 right and, and the depends, argument was but- they so they talked about and I don't know it because I'm not an Airedale but the example that they used was like Hey, when you're on a flight line, if you need something approved by the whoever, the Airedale officer, they're going to go talk to like the air,
0: the the, air, the air mechanic, master Master chief, or whatever. Yeah.
1: They're going to consult with that person. Yeah. So then it sounds like that air master chief is probably better suited to make that decision. Yeah. Because if they have to go ask them, then I feel like that's probably the person who knows better. Right. But it's only, they might
0: only be asking them about part of it you know like i don't know like it's, no i get it i get it, it i was, get both it was, sides uh, of the argument i guess and i think it would be specific to each like i don't know like specialty community or field or yeah, yeah like and i get that right and it's where you're at you know like
1: it's easy to make blanket statements as just a chief yeah. who has not put in an officer package and i have no desire so it's easy for me to like throw shade at everything else right but I'm not, I don't mean to like take away from the LDO community because I've worked with tons of them and, and I get that, like, it is very helpful having a department head, a div, a divo, whatever, who knows what you're talking about because they've done it or they've done something yeah. very similar. That is an extremely useful thing when you're going to brief them on something. hundred percent. But, but I would say that at the junior officer levels, what are, what are they providing as an officer that couldn't be provided as a senior chief or master chief, which mm. would open up more advancement, which would lend more credibility yeah. to being an SME in that rate, which would do all of these things to yeah. uh, help that side of it, which is what's necessary because after the O3 level, I don't know how many, and not counting warrants, cause I only know a handful of warrants and they're all dive warrants that i know and i know there's others right but regardless yeah. like that's a whole other community that's a weird one that i don't know a whole lot about so yeah, i pretend like they don't exist yeah. for the sake of this argument <laughs> but but how many how many of them are still performing the sme role at the oh four and above level at that right, point they're, they're all working towards command roles right yeah just
0: and pure leadership for- for us it's weird cuz like uh, I think food service warrants are useless. They don't I'm pretty sure they don't have supply warrants anymore because they just become supply officers. So like our LDO no, okay. role for 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 CSs and for LSs, you become a supply officer. So it's like it's the exact same path as a normal supply officer. If like my bud like Andrew that did the um the foundations episodes, he got commissioned as a supply officer mm-hmm. after being an HMC. And so it's like, but he went OCS, but it's the same thing. Like the career path is exactly the same. So it's like, right? They're all just going to be supply officers. So to to say that, like, I mean, could a could a LS Master Chief do a Ensign Supply Officer job? Sure, but they're not going to want to because most Ensign Supply Officers are doing like low level divo jobs that they have a chief that works for them. They don't have a master chief, so that'd be the you senior I mean? chief so position. Like, then whatever. Right. It could be sure. But like it, I, the, those supply officers also need to get experience. So it's like I get both sides of it. But like I think you could delete every but again, food service what, warrant officer in the Navy and make him a master chief. I don't that job like I'll never understand the point like it. And I don't know what is, how What is the experience is that they're gaining communities? Though. What do you mean?
1: The divos? That's like saying. No, no, no. Well, so you're saying that they need to do it for the experience. Right. But so that's yeah. always in reference to the long term career trajectory. So right. that's like saying that you need to be a cook before you can be a cob because you need that experience before you can go <laughs> be a cob. Right. I don't know that I that's, agree with you you need that need statement. To, I, I, I that, would it's say it's the same it, like, idea you though, though, right? To you're to saying have, that you need the you need the SME experience before you can go do the command level role and so my point but is the, a supply officer not gonna very be a commander different.
0: unless they're at supply core school or something they're gonna just be at nav sup or uh, like a, a tie Com supply officer or something you know what i mean like they're not the the staff it, core side of it's weird so like i if if you're commissioning in in some kind of a role where you're um you're a line officer and you could be in line for command of a ship or something, which I don't think their LDOs do that. Um, I don't think that's even no, an option. No, I see. Yeah. So like there, I know, like I know several, I don't know, man, it's done
1: strictly. I, I can think of at least four off the top of my head that at one point or another have done strictly command like XO or CO. Although we called them, I mean, I had XO a commanding AOIC, officer and then,
0: I had a commanding officer, 06 supply officer when I was. So, like, when I was at CSA school, so the whole learning center that had like every supply yeah. core rate that you can think of and all these different learning sites all over the place, he was in Newport at the learning center and he was an 06 supply officer, but he was our our commanding officer. So, like, there's roles like that out there where you're, you're no joke, like a CO as a staff core officer, but like, and like, like medical would be a good, a good like the hospital CEO is going to be a doctor but like I, yeah i don't know like i i think there i think there is probably roles because like you're saying like so like a food service warrant can effectively only be like a food service officer on a big deck and then they go to like galleys to be food service officers and like navy food management teams to be oics and like I don't know. I'm probably missing something, but it, every single one of those roles could be filled by a master chief. Like it's completely pointless. Oh, and like a master chief where you put, plug a little baby ensign, supply corps officer. in if you want to, to like learn from the master chief, but like other than that, because the only other way I think you can kind of, you would, you would be making the argument to get around that by p- plugging in like senior chiefs or chiefs to fill in some of those J O roles is those JOs need the experience so that when they do promote, not, not, like to be a CO, but like even just to be like a, a ISIC or TICOM supply officer. Like if you don't know what the the unit supply officer is responsible for doing because you don't have that experience, then how are you qualified to supervise them? And then how are you qualified to go down on a boat and do assist visits or inspections or whatever? So it's like the only way around that would be like because if you're if you're plugging master chiefs and senior chiefs into those roles, you take that experience away. So then you, the logical progression would be like, well then we should just all officers should go enlisted first. And then after they make second class or something, they have to like punch out and go be an O-ganger. And it's like, that would, I don't see how you would be able to, how that would be a sustainable model where it's like, I think there, I I think you're, you're inextricably linked to the path of these officers being baby ensigns and having to learn from senior enlisted. But I think there's a way more efficient way to, like you're saying, to plug in master chiefs in roles where, those junior officers would be much better served because there's a master chief there and not a LDO, a new LDO, or a you know whatever, a, f- a warrant or whatever. I, like I think it, that a senior also master hyper, chief would do a way better job.
1: It's it's hyper specific. I think that lags back again. It is, but
0: anyways. It is. Whatever. I
1: think that yeah. it's hyper specific with. um it's hard to say with each community. Right. And there's no, for sure. Like yeah, it's same know I no you can make yet. about anything in the Navy, but like the dive community like, might be freaking
0: out. Like, and it's like, dude, I don't know what those warrants do. So like, don't, don't yeah, shoot no, me. I don't. Like,
1: I don't like, but right. I can only speak on what I know of. So like for the yeah, officer exactly. for the 6290, which is uh submarine communications, I think, uh, mm-hmm. LDO, uh, it's the com. It's basically what every radio man does. Like you go radio. If right. you want to go warrant, you or if you want to go LDO, right. you go sixty two ninety. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, so in my head, I just know them as nineties. Um, they have this weird off ramp program. Again, I don't, f- I know of it. I'm not super well versed because it doesn't affect me directly. But you know, right. good chief, understand the basics. Blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> and so. <laughs> So I know that they have this off-ramp program to where at 03, basically your career ends unless you cross, well not cross rate, whatever they call it. And you become like an 11 something, right? Like not 1120, mm-hmm. but you're a, just a straight line officer. And then you go yeah. compete with every other line officer with that, right? Which is good yeah. for advancement because you're no longer capped at 06 in an extremely limited field. And, and I see the advantages yeah. of doing that. But the point was then, I feel like the 0-1 through three, ninety position make is even less relevant because you just said that after they make lieutenant, you don't want them as doing that job anymore. You want them to go the normal line officer right. route, which is going to be focused on people, big picture mission, blah blah blah, all that other stuff that officers do. And so, yeah, in that sp- situation specifically. As soon as I heard about that from my buddies, I said, then why do you exist in the first place? That's just a billet <laughs> that a master chief should yeah. go to, right? right? Because no CO is going to be like, well, Ensign Smith told me this, so I'm not, I don't yeah. even need to consult with master chief over there. Like master chief Jones doesn't, yeah. I'm not going to ask him like no CO with And I think most COs. not going to consult with the master chief. Yeah. If like, they exist.
0: Most COs would probably prefer it. Unless they're just like there's those salty dudes and, and ladies out there that had a, like a negative experience with chiefs when they were junior officers and just have like like they just hate yeah, yeah. chiefs, you know, but like they're rare. But I think most CEOs in my interactions with like senior officers, like I'm on a flagstaff. They're everywhere. There's post command tour, like commanders and, and captains just like run around the building all the time. And when I yeah. speak, they listen, man, like they value my opinion a ton. And so I bet you if you asked a bunch of commander level officers, like, what would you rather have an O2 LDO or a master chief? You're barely going to get master chief out of your mouth before they're like master chief. You know what I mean? Like, I'm (laughs) I'm willing to bet, like, because that's I would pick that. And it's just like and I'm not it's not to devalue that position. I think like. I just think like no, it's, it's there, a, totally a lot of those job. roles. Yeah, a lot of those roles. It's like they're trying to make them do things that I feel like they shouldn't be doing. Like if you want to commission to be an officer, I feel like you'd be you should be commissioning into a path where it's like you're going to go be an officer and do off like you're going right. to go be a supply officer or you're going to go be a line, not officer, just or an or overpaid go master chief. Officer, not just an overpaid master chief. Right. Like are a weird like are you an officer? Are you not kind of kind of officer? It's like, I like, Oh, I'm an officer, but I'm a prior enlisted. LD- I'm an LDO. It's different. And it's like, but why is it different? Like what, what it's like, I used to do that job 10 years ago. That, yeah. Like <laughs> if what value are you adding that can't be replaced by a master chief? Because like when I talked to Jeff Bayless about his experience as a, as a deck LDO to me, it's like he's yes, he was doing a specific thing part of the time but he also sounded like he was he was qualified off the deck driving the aircraft carrier that's a line officer man like you're doing line officer things and it's like and the the boat specific stuff could have been done by a a boatswain mass chief and so it's like what do we and i would guarantee we have all these things these extra i would guarantee is like
1: as a decent officer right i would guarantee that he still consulted with the chiefs of his divisions for sure for whatever yeah. their opinion was on something and their advice and their whatever. Right. And again, yeah. it is a very different role, right? A, a mm-hmm. O two and an E eight have a very different job. And I get that. And I'm not trying to say one is more valid than the other or anything like that. So I don't need some LDO freaking out on us for this. <laughs> Somebody's but already going to try to My point us, is
0: so it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but my overall point is like, if that O2 who's done that job is still going to consult with those people because he knows he should, because all that, right. Uh, Knowing that he has done that job before as the chief uh, and I got it like him specifically, he wasn't a chief for very long, blah, blah, blah. Before he went, before he got commissioned. Right. I think his story, it was
0: like the same year. It was quick. Yeah. Same year. Yeah.
1: But like my point is like, I know, the guy that I did the the Mustang episode with a long time ago with my my buddy, yeah. mate, He was a senior chief before he commissioned. He'd done a full right. Chiefs tour, at least one full tour before he commissioned. And I guarantee that guy still refer like still asks his chiefs their opinion on things because the job is different, because they yeah. need to know because it's gonna be like, hey, what do you think about this? But my point is if you're still gonna go refer to those people for their expertise before you make a decision. How hard is it to what is so wrong with the idea of having that same dude as a senior chief, right, just go sit at the mm-hmm. same desk and do the same job and ask the same chiefs the same questions, but pay an E8 to do it instead of an O two E to do it or an O one E to do it. Right? Like what yeah. is what is he gaining as is he gaining some long-term officer experience? Because if so, then he doesn't need the SME portion of it. Right. Because think of any other 1120 that we've worked with. That's been mm-hmm. a good CEO who was right. never, they didn't go to a school. They didn't, they never, yeah. they were never a divisional chief. That doesn't make them bad officers. Right. That doesn't make them a bad CEO. Right. It's a different yeah. job. They just know where right. to rely I mean, on. They know who to talk to and they have experience. But like my, my thought is like, it's not trying to devalue the experience or the roles of those people. But my point is like, We, the Navy puts effort into promoting a certain type of expertise that they want you to have for promotion. And then they say like, Hey, you need to be really good at baseball before we'll make you a better football player. And you're like, hold on, that doesn't (laughs) like, I understand cross training, right? Like that's a real thing, but like, that seems a little excessive that I've got to be an all-star baseball player to be, you know, a starting football player. And it's like, well, you'll understand when you get there. And then when you get there, like yeah. it just somehow falls off the radar. And then those same people that did that for whatever reason, because some chief before them said, Hey man, you gotta go qualify how to be a shortstop. And they're like, dude, I don't I don't wanna do that though. Like I'm a lineman. Yeah. It's like, nah. But the Navy says, and Yeah. You're like, okay, I guess yeah. I'll go qualify this thing that I'll never do again. And then right. you, it gets held against you and whatever. Anyways, well, that's like
0: with the war of that was just like say, every Every warrant I've ever worked with, every food service warrant I've ever worked with, was like their prior enlisted experience made them worse. Like, and maybe I just got unlucky, but like I'm telling you, like every one of them thought they were better than me because they had been a chief or a senior chief and wouldn't listen to anything I was saying. And thought they just knew better and but they had the power to tell me no or tell me i was wrong and we're going to do something else and so i'm like well what am i doing here if you're doing my job because i would literally have them tell me well i was a senior chief before so i already you know like and i had this one guy that like some master chief gave him a coin and he said that meant he was an honorary master chief i'm like no it doesn't you idiot but like he was just a moron and he was completely useless And it was like, he did more harm than good. 100% of the time. Like the guy did no, like nothing. That's all individual though. Yeah. And I, I do, I I understand that that like, I, I do understand that like, it's, I'm sure there's a lot of great warrants out there. I mean, like I, I'm a big fan of Brian Brown and like I had him on the podcast, but like, I know there's good ones out there for sure, but like. I'm just saying like it, there's a bunch of them that probably aren't still asking those questions because they think that, well, I already have that experience. So why would I need to go ask a chief like for that context that I already have? And it's just like, <laughs> that's like uh, to play devil's advocate rough. on that's that. though, I dangerous while
1: I 100% agree. And I have dealt with the same thing with some mm-hmm. of the LDOs that I've had. I will argue that to say that though is, would be the same as like, how many chiefs do you know make chief and then can't give up being the first class that does yeah, the thing
0: yeah right
1: it's the same principle right their their mindset yeah, is like is. dude i just did that i can do that why you suck at this let me do it i'm gonna do this first yeah. right and then the first thing that every chief does is say you know the rest of the chief's mess basically says hey dude you need to stop doing that that's not your job anymore you can't do that you need to train them you need to yeah. do this stuff and having like i in a Perfect world, right? How awesome would it be if when you first went to go your first chief's tour that you've mentioned several times that you struggled with at least initially, how awesome would it have been to have had a a prior successful chief chop who was like, Hey man, I'm not telling you what to do, but like these are the things that I see that you're falling into, and this is what you're doing because I've done the same thing or I have the same experience or I've yeah, seen yeah. the same experience as a chief right like How much better of a chief would you be? Because as much as we all say, like, yeah, we train JOs, right? And like, yeah, Yeah. everything is give and take, right? It's, and that statement's been said a hundred times from different places, right? You can still learn something from the seamen in your division and blah, 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 right? But like, my point is, how much awesome, how much more awesome would it be if every Divo that you had was also like, somebody who had a lot of experience who could at least give you some sort of leadership nugget and not somebody who's like, Hey man, I've only been in the Navy for two years and this seems wild to me. I have no idea what's going on right now. And you're like, okay, sir, this is what we have to do, you know? And, and that's where you, that's like the, where we train them, right? Because we, they join the Navy as a leader and they just don't necessarily know how to be and that was a big thing that we used to talk to uh, Sobic, uh, the submarine officer basic course, right? So like all the JOs, when they would come, they would come out of however they commissioned before they go to a boat, right? Yep. They come through Groton and basically go through like BESS or whatever else, right? But it's like yeah, a similar thing, but specific to officers, right? And so we would, mm-hmm. most of the rates would go talk to them and we'd all... And we would go give our speech as a radio chief and say like, hey, this is what uh, I would expect from my commo. And this is what the normal path is. And this is, and the questions that you get were not wild, right? They were very, very, very understandable questions of like, how do I, how do I meet the division the first time? Like, how do you think I should go interact with them the first week? And it's all this stuff that's like, oh, this is so adorable. Right. Yeah. But also that's it. But imagine like somebody, your brand new, you know, CSS, SN, or however many S's you guys have now. Right. It's, yeah. But like, wow. so stupid. but like imagine your brand new seaman showing up to the boat and he's all of a sudden in charge of everything though, literally the same level yeah. of knowledge. There's no reason to expect more yeah. from your brand new ensign than from him as far as Navy knowledge. And, but imagine that guy, like all of a sudden being in charge and trying to make decisions and you're like, Oh yeah. wow. Okay. So we need to start off like, Hey, I got it. You're in charge, <laughs> but here's how this is going to work. And Training like, wheels. You yeah. know, there's, there's a lot that goes into that, but, and it's kind of like a, a steep learning curve, which is why I would never want to go be yeah. a jail on a really anywhere, but especially on a boat. But, <laughs> um, but anyways, so without dragging this on for too long all of that was to go back to basically talk about how I just want to make the point that as a general statement, which I think is kind of obvious that low advancement percentages are extremely Mm. demotivating for sure. And I think I told you that before, like I texted you that, but, but it's like, it's easy for me to say, right? Like I look at our quotas and there's one for senior chief. Right. And like I've told you, it ain't right. And it's fine. And I don't expect it to be me (laughs) and I'm not like salty about it, whatever. Right. But my point is like, insert that same percentage, right? Like we're not the only ones and it's not the only rank, Right. Like for E six, E five for Corman, right. Is like 1% or something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Like how many other rates have extremely low percentage for advancement. And then compare that to how many people are like legitimately working hard at what they're doing. And it's like, When you realize like, dude, I'm putting in all this effort and there is statistically no chance at me getting rewarded for this. And it's like, what are you going to give me another name that doesn't do any good? Right. Like, who? yeah, like that's why I'm I'm a fan of the
0: idea of advancing them based on like experience and, and like levels of expertise if they wanted to stay in the same pay grade. Cause it like, it opens up another path, even though like you're always, it's never going to be perfect. Like there's never going to just universally Mm. be plenty of promotion opportunity within an organization. I I don't know what the the ideal mold is for a 20 year military career. And and like, really because they blew up the, um, the, like the high three model, the whole 20 year model kind of is irrelevant now. Like you don't have to do 20 years to retire anymore. Like if you're coming in and, and the, like that generation that's on the blended retirement system exists now, it's like the 20 year Mm. milestone is irrelevant now. It's like, you're just in until you're not anymore. So it's like that probably provides a lot more flexibility, but they need to, they would need to like move the guardrails as far as like higher tenure and, um, like up and out and all that kind of all the stuff that comes along with that. And as also like to meet the, the manning requirements of all the year groups across all the number of years that they need these people to exist. It's like they, they would need to like blow up the model and change it in, in a pretty significant way to like make it markedly better. I think like, and again, like and- I, I don't know enough about the bean counting spreadsheet side of the house in Millington to be able to like, Intelligently articulate what that would look like, but I know enough to know that there's like a
1: better way. There's there's that generic like there can only be, you know, the whatever congressional mandate that there's only so many percent of each rank, right? So like it's senior chief and master chief. You can't have fifty percent of your military as master chiefs or e nines, right? And I get that, right? Because like. I, I understand all of that and how that works. I think it's frustrating when there's people who, and that's where it's like, say you weren't retiring, right? Yeah. The Navy is basically like, Hey, you should go be a cob. Like, what are you doing? There's not enough jobs right. for you as a cook. And then your my argument. If I were, you would be like, well, you made me a cook master chief. So find me a cook job mm-hmm. to go do. And they're like, well, yeah. well, they don't really exist. And I'd say, well, then you shouldn't have promoted me or whatever yeah. the case. Right. Like, right. And, and, and that, that there's like, again, that like we could go on forever about that, or I could at least. But, um, so with that, the, uh, since while I was at the SEA, I needed to reference an article for my paper and the article was in proceedings. And so I signed up mm-hmm. for, proceedings right so i have like the year subscription to that so i get all those mailed to the house and they sit on my desk um yeah which makes terrible great reading that. material when i need to run to the head yeah but uh
0: yeah
1: um and some of it is stuff that I, like i'm not as interested in but i usually find like there mm-hmm. there are some good articles in there so like if there's people out there it's it's yeah i think it's, there's
0: definitely uh, worthwhile i don't know what the actual
1: there. price is for the year i technically had a slightly lower price because i was at the school but it was yeah, $20 you get like bucks a discount code or
0: something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. I still can't imagine. It's like an absurd price. It's not though. bad. I don't, but my point is, it is, but there's some good stuff in there every once in a while. Right. Yeah. And usually the things that I find, uh, the best are like, they're almost like editorials or letters to the editor from, mm-hmm. from randoms that aren't like, there's a really good one about, uh, Uh, the sapper program and sexual assault and one of the most recent articles from an HM two. But there was one that I read the, the article is called remember why you serve. Right. And it's by a commander um, It's in the April issue. But anyways, the, without going into it, he's basically explaining like, Hey, the, the TLDR is like, you didn't serve like, you didn't join the Navy to be a master chief cook. Right. Like, you joined yeah. for a bunch of other reasons. You didn't even understand what that was. And you were totally satisfied for most of your career without being <laughs> a master chief cook. So like, if right. you don't make master chief, maybe you shouldn't be salty. Maybe you should remember why you serve. Right. Yeah. And so the end of it, and it's like a good article. Um, It's, it's pretty mm-hmm. well written, but the very last two sentences says um, basically like, well, the last little paragraph i guess it's only three sentences if you read the whole thing um mm-hmm. he's talking about it starts off with this uh old poem that he's referencing um called the god abandons anthony it has to do with uh uh what's uh whatever read the article it's good but anyways <laughs> uh okay, i will but um, and I don't know how much I'm supposed to say because it's behind a paywall. But regardless, the last I mean, paragraph says, yeah. like in this guy's words, it says from the poem he quotes a poem where it says, "Don't mourn your luck that's failing now." Um, all this other stuff. Um, and it, so he says, "Hold on to your values. Hold on to your oath. If you can do that, even when it seems like your career is crashing down, you'll still succeed in maintaining your dignity, honor." or your dignity and honor, regardless of rank award or position. So his point was like, mm. why did you join the Navy? Like, did you join the Navy to be yeah. an admiral or because you wanted to serve the country? Did you want to win medals right. or, you know, or, uh, uh earn medals rather than not win them. Um, but did you want to earn medals or did you just want to be part of something greater than yourself? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's basically like, remember how you can still affect those things. And like, I started thinking about that and it was one of those, uh, you know, like, again, yeah, it's people are like, oh, I just joined for the GI bill or, oh, I just joined for this or whatever. <laughs> right. But it's yeah. regardless, so like you still get the GI bill if you get out as an E3 or if you get out as an E9, right. It's the same benefits on the way out. Granted, you get paid a little bit more because of your retirement if you do right, retirement. The but, and all that, yeah. but the point is like you didn't join to get a retirement. And if so, then you're probably mm. working towards that and you probably don't have that issue. But if you joined for like the standard benefits that we always hear or like, oh, I wanted to join the Navy because I always thought it'd be cool or I wanted to serve the country or whatever, like you're still doing yeah. that regardless of rank. Right? right. Which is a big thing. And, and that part is, it kind of was like, you're right. Like I don't, I've never heard of somebody describe somebody else and say like, yo, this dude was an amazing chief, but yeah. that dude never made senior chief. So like he kind of
0: sucked. Yeah. You know, like that's
1: never been a thing, right? Like you've never met somebody like, I know, amazing, literally insert rank people that were like awesome, that helped me, that did all these great things. And I was, I've never been like, I've never qualified it by like, well, but they didn't do 25 years and retire as a CMC. So they weren't that good. Right.
0: and that's and why so, like, like, I routinely tell people like, I can't believe I'm a master chief. Cause like, I thought for sure I was going to peak as a chief as far as like rank progression went, just cause I got a giant mouth. And like, I tell people when they're <laughs> wrong and argue with people and like advocate for my people to the point that like I'm standing on someone's desk or I'm fighting with my CMC or whatever, or telling my CO they're wrong. And like there's just been so many times where I'm like the guy in the room where the like cops in the back, going shut up like, like why <laughs> really? Like you said that out loud. Like I'm that guy. And so I'm like, and, and sailors loved it because like I would go out of my way to take care of them and advocate for them or whatever. But I thought, I thought it was going to keep me from advancing. Like for sure. I was like, there's no way. Like I'm just never, <laughs> it's not in the cards for me. Um, and then by, what i would probably call incredible luck and it was most like i'd say like incredible luck and timing yeah but like most of the luck was also like when i i was talking about in the peter principle uh book report i i did Mm -hmm. a few episodes ago it's like i was talking about um like push and pull right and like how pull from above helped me a lot more than I thought it did at the time. Like I liked to think a while back that like I got to where I was by just like being bullheaded and working harder than everyone else and and everything. And it's like, but what also happened was I got really lucky and, and happened upon leaders that appreciated what I was, I was contributing in, in the way that I was with that big mouth. And they pulled me along where I got pulled into positions and pulled into um, like schools or watched whatever like they they went out of their way to advocate for me being put in certain positions and doing certain things that allowed me to promote and so it's like i could have very easily got unlucky and gotten cmcs that thought i was just a loudmouth jerk that was making their job more difficult and gotten promotable evals and ended up exactly where i thought i was going to end up so like that's what i'm always saying like I'm really lucky that I'm where I'm at because I thought for sure I was going to retire chief and I don't really care because there was a lot of that like idea where people are like you can't get demoted because like then you like they make it so hard for a chief to get demoted because they want you to be able to speak your mind or whatever which I you know I don't know how much truth there is to that I've never seen the like I've never Not been never. able to find anything tangible but like yeah. it, there is a lot of empowerment in that idea of like like I went in it like I had the same attitude. That's why me and that, that buddy that made master chief, the IT IT guy you're talking about um, me and him Mm -hmm. got along so well. I love that dude because he was like me on steroids with his mouth and his willingness (laughs) to just like, like absolutely (laughs) obliterate everybody all the time. And that dude's a master chief right now. So it's like, it just goes to show you that it's like the, there's a certain amount of that where like when I saw it in him, I really appreciated it and I was like oh I'm not yeah. the only one you know and then that Cobb that we had even though he wanted to murder that guy with his bare hands he appreciated it he appreciated it in certain ways but in that guy it was it was a nuisance but in me he saw it as like a, a, an asset and he like pulled me along for whatever Which reason Which is funny cuz like I I,
1: I he's one of my favorite people who As far as a leader, like I've gotten a lot from that guy who, yeah, I love him, has absolutely no interest in not that he has no interest in being a leader, like he's not dumb, he knows that he is. Oh, he's so smart, but but he doesn't like he's intentionally like he, if you emailed him. The Cobb qual card, he would delete it immediately, right? Like he has yeah. zero interest in being that person. <laughs> but I, would, yeah, he'd probably be pretty good at it just naturally. He would, oh, he, he would, would not like it. He would come For across sure. odd because of the way he is as a person, but he would do all the right things. And it's, it's just yeah. funny to me because like he has that, he has the innate ability. Like I feel like there's, there's an underhanded innate drive that's made the good cops that I've had good or the good leaders mm. in general. And it's like it's literally how much do they care about the people like I got it. That's what the answer is. But you know that's what it says in this book. But how can we mm. take care of this? How can we do this? How can we yeah. what's the right answer, right? Like uh right. a dumb example was we had uh with this whole barracks shakeup that we had um different rates live exclusively in different b- barracks buildings across the ones that we have one of the rates went through and did a whole bunch of work outside their barracks to clean up because of uh budgeting things we lost some of the uh facilities contracting or uh, not that's not facilities yeah. but like people that do yard work right so like if you want yeah if you want to make the outside of your barracks look pretty like you got to do it yourself it is what it is uh but they went through and did that. And they did a bunch of yard work cleanup and made it all look nice. Uh-huh. And so he called me up today and said, Hey man, like how can I get some mulch? Like I want to put new mulch out, right? Super small, low level stuff that we're talking about here. Yeah. But he's just, he's like a random chief who's like, Hey, I just want to put mulch out in front of these barracks. How do we make that happen? What's the right Ooh. answer? And then like most of us at this point, know we would just put mulch out. Right. But like, yeah. is there a right answer? Is there a way that I don't have to pay for it out of pocket? Not saying that yeah. I won't or yeah. can't, but is there a better way? Right. Yeah. If I don't have to, I'd prefer not to. And so I said, Ooh. you know, I don't, good question. I don't really know. It's a weird situation. So I called the base CMC and asked him and he said the same thing of like, yeah, talk to these people. Cause that's a good question. And I'm not entirely sure. in the climate that we have right now, um, but also, His point was, if they say no, just do it anyways. Like you're not spreading napalm to clear cut trees in a forest, right? Like you're putting mulch down to make it look nice. Who's legitimately going to be mad at that, right? Right. But that's what, that's one of those things that I feel like a good leader would say, Hey man, you're just trying to do like good stuff. Like what's the harm in this, right? Go, if you have a better, if you have a way to do it, if somebody says no, like screw them. Just go do it. Go do mulch. Go do the yeah. right thing now. And I get that that's a dangerous like piece of advice to give, yeah, him, right? Is, but 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 my point is more of like not saying to use that blanket across every piece of like, right. If it's the right thing, right. just go do it. But my point it's is so like, really, as a good yeah. leader, he was like, "Hey, this you're trying to do a good thing," and his his mindset was like. What, somebody's going to get mad at me that somebody put mulch down? They weren't supposed to like, you yeah. guys are trying to do the right thing. You're trying to do this stuff. His gut reaction on the phone call immediately was like, first answer was, let me look it up slash call these people to get the right answer. And also mm. just go do this. Like take care of the the people, take care of the building, take care of yeah. the things, take yeah. care of the, whatever, like just make right. it right because that's what needs to happen. Right. Is to just go make it right. And it was that mindset is the yeah. general mindset that I feel like is a common thread across good leaders is just make it right. Yeah. Whatever yeah. has to happen, and right? Like, there's it, a way. Maybe I didn't fill yeah. out the right form. Maybe I didn't inform the right, right person right. ahead of time, but like, who cares? I can get yelled at that and fix that later. The point is, like, well, make that's it right.
0: The, the, and that the risk you take, where it's like, there's been times where, like, I, I tell that story about a kid that. Show he was having issues at home, um, with like in his marriage, they were fighting and all this stuff, and a lot Mm -hmm. of it was her. Um, like he wasn't always dealing with it the best way either, but like they kind of fed off each other. But like, it wasn't like domestic violence; they were just arguing, and it got to the point where they like some stuff got thrown across the room, type thing. But like nobody like Mm -hmm. got hit or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, and so like he one day, like they had gotten in an argument uh, and he left and went and he would go drink when it happened. Like to just like, it was like that coping mechanism. And so then he, I forget, he ended up at somebody's house, crashed on their couch or whatever, and was late. And he, he got a ride to work. So like he didn't drive in drunk or nothing, but he, like he, he smelled like booze when he got to work. So like my LPO comes and gets me, he goes, he goes, Hey senior, like, He's in the storeroom. He smells like booze. Uh, he didn't drive here. Somebody brought him down, and then he like he, but he was late, and he smells like booze. And I was like, "Does anybody else know besides you?" He goes, "No." And I'm like, "All right." So I go in the storeroom and I talk to him. I'm like, "What's going on, man?" And I told him, like, "Come, you come to me if you need help," kind of thing. Like, and so he trusted me enough to show up and and like basically just admit it. He wasn't trying to hide it. So we talked right, about right. it and. Um, and I, but like the book answer is I, he's going to mast, you know what I mean? Like he showed up drunk to duty and he was late. And so like, I got UA, I got like an ARI, I got all this other stuff, but like we went in there and talked and he was fine. Everything was fine. He just was in a bad spot. And so we talked about it and then I said, all right, sit in here for a while. Like this kid, my LPO brought him some food and he just hung out in there for a while. And then when he felt good and, um, so I think we like, somebody found him some mouthwash or something. He like came out, started working after lunch. And then we sent him, you know, sent him on his way. And like, we figured out a way like he, cause I think he ended up like not going, like he stayed somewhere else and all this other stuff. And then eventually like down the road, the park got worked out where like the marriage ended and he got out of it. And now he's doing really well. He just had another kid and he's married again and she's amazing and he's happy and blah, blah, blah. But like the point is, I knew the book answer and there was, I made a judgment call and could it have been the wrong one? Sure. Like that's a weird gray area to operate in where it's like, you're letting your for sure. people get away with stuff because you think you're taking care of them. Like, like where is the line? And the answer to me is like, it's, you have to be very like careful and you have to think it through and maybe ask for advice. And understand the consequences and really think of like the second and third order effects on the person, on the division, on the unit, on the mission, all those other things. But like sometimes like in that case to me, like it wasn't, it didn't requ- require a lot of brain power to like know the right answer. And this is how I'm going to take care of my guy um, because he no, wasn't doing it destructively. And all yeah, there's all these, but there's all these yeah, variables yeah. that could have, that could have played in where it's like, like, if he had an alcohol problem and it was a domestic violence thing, and then I just like, like let it slide, let him go on his way. And then he went home and got drunk and beat the crap out of his wife or whatever. And then got arrested. I let that, I I like in my mind, okay, you let that happen. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it could have some slight variation in this, in the context of the scenario. And I could have made a giant misstep there. So it's like, it's very like, it's a very complex gray area to navigate. You know what I mean? Well,
1: that that's one of the, I had somebody said something a long time ago about that of like, it's a, it's all perspective thing. Right. Is I think the best and the worst leaders live in the gray, not all the time, but it's the gray area decisions like that, that make you good or bad. Right. Because to that guy, you could have been the best leader he's ever had because you did all those yeah. things and you didn't just you know run it up the chain but then think about somebody who was having just like a bitter day on the other end of it who's in your division who's like man this guy gets hooked up with everything everybody plays favorites yeah. and blah 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 and like that's why he got hooked up because he's golden boy and not me and that's why i would have gotten yep. i would have gone straight to mast right and it's like yeah maybe they would have for other reasons right but that kind yeah. of yeah that that whole gray area right like you you either make it or break it i think in the gray like nobody's gonna yeah, say yeah hey this guy he did this wild thing and therefore he goes to mast and this is the logical punishment like nobody's like man right. i can't believe the ceo sent this guy to mast because he beat his wife and you're like no yeah of course he did <laughs> like nobody's upset right. about that um but they're upset if you were like, Hey, we tried to help this guy out for this thing and for that thing. Right. And not the hardest part. Right. And, and it goes back to like perception is reality. Um, my biggest, com- or like the two biggest things that I've had with the whole GW situation, because it's all over everything. One of yeah. them is there is no, like I heard a uh, thing today uh, I saw the CNN clip that was on YouTube. That's like they, the Senator went out there um, mm. and, and she was an XO. She did a full career. Like she was an XO on something. I think mm. she said she was on like three carriers and did six different deployments and different ships, yeah. something like that. But anyways, she wasn't like, Hey, I did three years as a jail and got out. Like she yeah, knew yeah. what she was talking She's about to around, some extent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And yeah, and her thing was like, she wanted to go talk to the people and talk to the triad and all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just laugh. Like we were sitting in my office, me and it's a post to her cop being him chair in an mm-hmm. office. And we're sitting there laughing at like a, how miserable does that command have to be right now? Not for <laughs> yeah. any of the things that have been brought up. Think about mm-hmm. the amount of VIP visits that have been down there. Right, oh God, I know. Like after Those all cooks, of this, man. and they like, "Hey, man, <laughs> Mick Pond's coming on Tuesday. Yeah. Congress will be here yeah. on Thursday. CNO yeah. will be here on Friday. Yeah. Fleet forces yeah. will be here on Sunday." And you're just right. like, every time, you're like, "Oh my God!" Like, uh, just make it stop. Like, you guys are not. Ducks. I get that like, you're here to help, but you are not <laughs> helping. <laughs> You know, I like, mean,
0: I think there some of the high level attention led to help because now all of a sudden, the oh, this is just how it happens in RCOH. And then now they're not living on the ship anymore. It
1: led so. to help. But you're telling me that. Yeah. CMC well, walked No, around I'm was not like, saying hey I'm not
0: saying that that's not causing a ton of pain. And it's like hilarious oh. in a in a in a not positive way that like all of these people are somehow unaware because like that lady in particular, that senator, like you were an XO and you think the move is to like show up with your entourage and, and talk sender, to people like with you know forces? what happens as an XL carrier you showed carrier. up with a four star you, you know the pain that is going to be caused by your visit like it's just oh like oh my god calm. Uh, like call, like zoom, Skype, call them or whatever. Like, fuck, stay away. Like, unless you, like, unless you, you need to physically be there. Cause like, that was one of the things I did a couple. So I I did a podcast with Jeff. That's the newest one out right now. And then, um, the thing, the, it, it's all about noticing, I think. And then, uh, Mm -hmm. I got another one coming out with a guy that, uh, he reached out and, um, provided feedback and we talked about it a bunch um i'll tell you more offline about who he is but uh he we talked a bunch about it i totally like i had it and lost well, it Well, so
1: i'm gonna take it um, then from here really quick so so my thought with that yeah, though totally. is that the two points that she brought up that i thought was interesting was she was like hey we're gonna have carriers or ships of some kind in this shipyard for the next 40 Ooh. or 50 years constantly yeah, right as yeah. soon as they're done as so soon as the gw leaves out. somebody else is rolling in <laughs> right. for their rcoh right and the, and the next one the next one right basically like this isn't a one-off right. was her kind of point and it was one of those like Which her is 100% statement accurate. was like yeah re- yeah and her statement was Correct. we don't need Nailed to make it. changes for uh,
0: the g she didn't quite we say it, but i the took it they don't need to, to make changes process.
1: for the gw yeah, yeah this isn't about fixing the gw
0: this is about fixing the institution and like that's what, that's so what, what i was I gonna say it was like, like with the mick pond thing so like i was gonna say like one of the things we talked about uh, a little bit was like how him showing up and doing that all hands call in my opinion and i think a lot of people would probably agree added zero value to the G dub. Yeah. It's just another, it's just more turmoil in their schedule and more pain in their life. However, had he shown up unannounced and just walked around that ship all day and hung out, like I, that would have been different. I think. Like if if he was walking around, because it's not like the dude needs an entourage. Like nobody's trying yeah. to murk the Mick Pond. He doesn't need Secret Service with him <laughs> or something. He could show up yeah, like yeah. him and his aide with no photography, no announcement, no nothing. Could have just walked up to the quarterdeck and showed their ID cards, and then went up to the CMC's office and said, "Hey, shipmate, I'm gonna walk around your ship today. I don't need you with me. Go do your job." I'm going to walk around. I'm going to talk to the crew later today. If whenever it's convenient for your schedule, don't change anything in the plan of the day. Uh, get out all all the chiefs in the chief's mess. And I'd like to talk to them. And then I'd go up to the XO stateroom or the CO stateroom or whatever, and say the same thing about the wardroom. And then like the, maybe the first classes maybe, but like I'd be there all day and I would just walk around the ship and just hang out, go find the kids chip and paint. And say, hey, shipmate, how's it going? Like, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Or go over to the wherever they're hanging out at. I don't know. Like, yeah. like For us, it's like they're on the barge and then they're on the ship working or whatever. But like, or go well, so to the like no barge, barge which is the problem. The yeah, well, yeah. And that's what I mean. So like, where's all the ships force people at? Are they all on the ship while the shipyard's tearing the whole thing apart? Or are they somewhere else or whatever? Like wherever they are. Just go find them and talk to them, and just like hold court in the smoke pit, man. Like, just I'm I want to go talk to them in their real life environment. I don't want to cause any more turmoil. Turmoil. I don't want to make their daily a single day of their lives any more difficult than is absolutely necessary. While communicating to them that I care enough that I showed up unannounced with no photography, with no you know fuckery that comes along with one of those visits and just wanted to talk to them you know what i mean and it's just like I, I think that would have added a lot more value and communicated to them that they care more than or that he cares and the navy cares about them more than almost anything else like so i i was moving say them that off the ship which happened later
1: i don't think that it would have made anybody think that they cared more so so two parts with that so why one with that senator saying all of that stuff right what Mm -hmm. What resonated to me is why are there not lessons learned, right? There are ships who have been in the shipyard for extended periods of time for very, for just as long or longer than the GW has been. Right. Which it seems wild to me, but I know of submarines, at least two that have been in the shipyards or will be for just as long or longer than uh, the GW has been. I Mm -hmm. get it. 150 on a submarine is vastly different. It's a lot easier to an entire shipyard or the entire carrier. But the general point of like taking care of those people, right? That overall process still exists, whether it's for 150 or 1500, right? That Mm. process still exists. That mindset, that checklist, whatever you want to call it, right? That, that exists. And so what kills me is like, and I'm not trying to like totally dump on their triad, but it's like, has nobody thought to... (laughs) ask the previous guy, like somebody else drove out of that shipyard and then you went in, did you not think to like send that guy an email? And I like, mean, hey man, what did you do? How did
0: you deal with it? Did is, but well, like, but then the prevailing they feeling did, is like, well, this
1: is just what happens at RCOH. So it's just no, no, like, no. if they did, then that's a hundred percent worse. I would say, so I would say if they did reach out, it's a hundred yeah. percent worse on the GW because why are they the ones that are having this level of an issue when other commands did not and so uh, i would f- is that the true first though? time you have the first time you have a stati- a statistical deviation right something vastly different from other people who've done basically the same thing and you're like hey we've had a lot of suicides this is probably not okay why well not probably this is not okay right so like why are we having them? And you didn't. And that would be the first time I would email this other guy, some other CMC and, you know, brother, 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 how did you do this brother, 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 you know, and go full WWE on how do we fix this? Right. And I'm not trying to completely like blame the CMC, the CEO, whatever. Right. But what kills me is that, was there no process for some sort of like lessons learned? Like, how are you reinventing the wheel? You're not the first carrier to ever go into the shipyard, right? That's
0: crazy. So, And I I, I Googled it to make sure I'm not, I'm not an idiot. But like when you had the three sailors in one week on the bush, guess where they were? Norfolk Naval Shipyard. So I'm like, yeah, is is it it, so? So saying that they're they're the only one having this problem isn't accurate. It's like.
1: they had more than three, though. The point is that they had what right. Is it? They had
0: I've seen that's over a long period in of time. They had ten in a year,
1: they I in it, a year but, but they think had three in that. one
0: week on the Bush. So it's kind of the same thing. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you you're having this acute flare up on board a ship that's in uh, a shipyard period. So it's like that, the, problem, the entire time I, we've I, been saying the George Washington. The same thing. I, it's the G W. But uh, the the no, it's George the George bush. Washington. The bush was old. No, it's the bush. I'm pretty sure. No. I don't think. I don't think that's. No, right. I think we're just idiots. This is 2019 because dude. we're submarine sailors. No, no, we're not. It's the GW, dude. I'm 100 sure. I'm gonna Google it right now. So they. I'm so not then. Deco- okay. It so then. Actually accurate, but
1: let's say that three years ago, that's what you need. You need to hire a higher fact checker. Uh,
0: I do. I need a young Jamie. We're, <laughs> we're too dumb. Yeah. Except it'll probably Jamie be bring way more low budget. Yeah. Jamie, so, bring that up. But my point
1: great. is. <laughs> My point is then that almost solidifies my point of somebody yeah, else it does. That's three what years saying. ago like had not, this. So
0: why are you not
1: learning what they? Yeah, it's the George learned, Washington.
0: Like, we were right, dude. Like uh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Like you okay, were right. Maybe. We were right. It was the George Washington. The Bush had the same problem in 2019 where they had three su- so suicides in one it? week.
1: That it wasn't like it was 72 when that happened. Then how, that was three years ago. The, they might still like the triads not gone. You know, they're probably still in the Navy. I'm, you didn't think to reach yeah. out to those people. They've been, they overlapped in the shipyard then because this, yeah. the GW has been there for, what do they
0: say? Well, five so there, years is there a difference? Now? It, is there a difference? Cause is there a difference in Norfolk Naval Shipyard and Portsmouth Naval Shipyard? Is that the same thing? Cause this says Norfolk when Naval Shipyard, but the, I, I kept hearing that the, 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 G- the GW's in Newport, in, yeah. no, so in Newport different? News, Portsmouth. Yeah. So is it different? Newport News. I assume it, so
1: I'm not a Norfolk guy so I'm not an expert yeah, but I, mean, I, I think don't, that they are different. However, so here the overall point though that I have with it is what I typed out at least to remind myself for later um was I wrote that perception is reality so like one of the things that the that senator said was she's like I talked to the the leadership and they said that they move people back onto the ship because they thought they were going to be leaving. And then they got extended 19 months or something. Right. And then, so my immediate thought was, so they'd move them back off. Right. Yeah, move like them back off. The I am ship
0: a, because I'm a hundred percent.
1: Isn't too like, yeah, I'm a hundred percent a believer in the, it's a DIY Navy. Right. And instructions only matter to the person who bottom lined them. Not only matter, but my point like, if, if yeah. your boss is the
0: one who wrote it, if your boss is the one who right, can, and my it. boss can change it or supersede it or give you permission to like yeah. give you a waiver Just or write whatever. a new one, yeah, write a new Just one, change
1: it, say, Hey, YNC, I fixed it. Change this to say they're moving back off the or, base figure. out. I don't out, even right? need
0: you to rewrite it unless it needs re- rewriting. I just need permission from that person to deviate. I don't even you don't need to write anything unless I need like a standing order to do it safely or something. But like, just tell no, me just I can do me that, this thing.
1: It killed me that the the triad, the way I interpreted this. Right. And again, I yeah. can be wrong. And I know that words matter and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah. what she basically said, what I heard, what she said was. triad said well we thought this is what was going to happen so we moved everybody back on plans changed it happens what do you want us to do about that and then they were still here and that's why it sucks and it's like i get that but my point is when you moved them back on and plans changed those plans were your plans right Right. like you are the ceo you are the command you are the people that are in charge of that so then change your plans and say right hey I get that it's a pain that you guys moved out of a barracks and back onto a ship. And I get that it's a pain that three weeks later, we're going to turn around and move you right back. But the alternative is you're going to live in a construction site. And I guarantee people would be like, they would still complain. Right. But what are you going to get? Three Reddit posts that like, I had to move twice in a month or no one. Right. You have several people kill themselves, which is super unfortunate and arguably preventable. yeah, and it's like, what would you rather have some like slightly disgruntled people because they had to move twice? Or would you rather have people live in those conditions? Right. Yeah. But it kills me that it was like, well, we made a decision, so we're done there. Right. But
0: it's not that um, the, the conditions and, and themselves, like I feel like it I feel like people spent way too much time focused on like the living in a construction zone condition thing. As like somehow like is that exacerbating everything else? Yes. Is it stupid and should it not be happening? Yes. But is it like the primary driver of 10 suicides in a year? No. Like that's not the problem. Like the problem is like way, way bigger than that. And I feel like there should be a lot more discussion like if there's I, if there's ten suicides on that ship and the and the triad hasn't turned over, the triad should be on the cover of the Navy Times. Like that's where. No, I at. understand. So like, I get what you're yeah. saying
1: that those are all symptomatic of some other root cause, right? Right. However, yeah. it's all perception is reality, right? And yeah. that's a hundred percent true, no matter what. So my point with that though was like, you had made a point in another thing i think it was in your spin the yarn where you were basically Mm. like hey as a cook like you can figure it out you can up the open up the galley you can make food there like people yeah whatever right 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 so that that's like low-hanging fruit as you go hey cscm well go figure out how to make the galley work right i'm saying that like it would
0: suck but I could do it. And I, and I get it. I would. Do I get it would it, you know suck. I mean?
1: Lots like, of things suck in the Navy, right? right but exactly. my point is like, 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 somebody has to do that job. And my, yeah, but we my point we are where we are.
0: Got to do the thing. Where do,
1: you, where do you place your priorities? And again, that goes back to good leadership versus bad leadership. If your priority is, yeah. we're going to follow this doctrine, this guy bottomed line yeah. this thing, <laughs> and this is what we're going to do, and I'm going to send happens. this guy to mast, right? That's absurd. Yeah. If your mindset is, No, man, like there's a way, like, uh, God, it's going to be a little extra work, but we need to take care of these people because it matters and it's important. Right. Right. You're going to do that. And then your complaint goes from there's no food or there's a raw chicken leg or whatever they say to like, yeah, there's food, but it sucks because it's cold pillows to death or it's, you know, whatever. Right. Like we got old hamsters, like that's something very different. And I would much rather have people complaining about like, "Eh, Mm -hmm. I got old spaghetti or like not old, but like cold spaghetti because Mm -hmm. of the shipyard timing and the meals and the whatever. Right. I get all that stuff. But if people putting in that effort is very different than being like, well, we're in the shipyard. Can't do nothing about it. I don't know what
0: you want me to do. I guess you're not going to eat food. (laughs) Like,
1: yeah. Like that's a wildly different scenario. Right. Yeah. And, and so what gets me is that when I say perception is reality is like, it's easy for us at this point to say those things. But if you're that random person who's like, hey man, you live in this birthing and mm-hmm. there's a needle gun going off around you all the time and you just smell yeah. welding fumes all the time and you're working yeah. wild it's hours because that's what we do shower. in the Navy.
0: And yeah, it's
1: hot, you can't <laughs> yeah. shower, and you're just like, dude, this is horrible. And then you're like, well, I guess I could pay. I mean, you know, with the housing market the way it is, you're like, I guess I could pay, mm. I could find eight roommates and we could pay $4,000 a <laughs> month for a place to live in. And then we could just yeah. commute four hours a day together. Yeah, like, the I guess there. that's an option. Yeah. If somebody approves a chit for us to move off this boat, like, all, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, all those things are wild. And when people don't do that, like, perception is reality. So when you're like, hey, this sucks. This is what's going on. This is my life. This is that thing. Like, I, I would put my next five paychecks on the fact that (laughs) somebody on that command brought that up and said those things in a remotely articulate way beyond, like, man, this is stupid. Somebody brought up the fact to say, like, hey, this is not okay the way we're living. And I guarantee you, somebody's answer that they got was, like, well, we're in the shipyards because this is just what it's like. I listened to your whole thing about what the (laughs) McPond said, right? And we could, you could, you could get into the, the nitty gritty of like, well, he, there was a comma, not a period. He didn't say exactly that it was two sentences, not one, but ultimately like the vibe that people got, Mm -hmm. the, the message that was received was it was tone deaf for sure. His, his, the message that was received was it could be worse. Like it is what it is. Welcome to the shipyards, you know, enjoy the suck. And I get it that that's not how he meant it. I get all those things, right? And I totally understand the yeah, way you just yeah, yeah. tried to justify it. Exactly what he said, and you tried yeah. to explain it. But the point is, like, you're not the Mick You weren't the guy giving that speech. He yeah. was. He is. And what is received is more important than what is said. And what was received right. was no, I the, I agree. All the jokes of the lower your standards and the like, "Eh, it could be worse. Right. Like you could be, you know, a homeless Somali kid and you're like, yeah, I get it, but I'm not. And that's the problem. Like we had the ability to fix these things. And so we should fix this. But right. It just kills me because like one of the explanations when that senator brought up, like, Hey, I talked to the leadership and they told me that, Oh, they weren't expecting this and whatever. Right. What gets me is you could explain all of those things you could explain, you could have an all hands call, you could bring up all the PowerPoints in the world and show form by form, mm-hmm. like, hey, this is what's required to get you into the barracks. And actually, there's a barrack shortage right now, and that's why we can't get you all in right now. And then there's a wait because of this, and there's some congressional mandate to do this. Like, they don't care about that. Yeah. You can explain every day, you can live stream what every leadership person is doing at that command to fix the situation but as long as they're living in those conditions it doesn't matter it doesn't change anything but it's they're not still their job in to that care situation. either
0: like it's all you're doing is like no, no, making no. a list of all the things that it's your job to figure out and overcome and and solve it's like that's why every time i've ever heard those types of like defenses of not taking care of people or not getting a thing done or solving a problem or whatever it's like like okay, like oh yeah, you know, there's this wait period, and there's not enough this, and there's not. It's like there, yes, there is. There's resources somewhere. There's a solution to this problem somewhere. There, figure it out. No, but so like, so I, here's a prime like, example, I don't, right? Yeah.
1: It also ended up on Reddit recently for us. It was a it was a thing that yeah. came from from Grotten's, right? So four weeks, mm. and and I'm not going to go totally into the details because it doesn't really matter. But for mm. a few weeks now, we've said like, hey, you guys are going to lose hot water for these three days on half of one building you're going to (laughs) lose hot water warned everybody up and down forever yeah yeah and and of course like when hot water went down something happens because it's not like it's a bunch of bms or a gangers doing the maintenance right it's some civilian contracted situation they went to go do some work and when they shut down hot water they accidentally shut down both hot and cold so they had no water for the day Uh they had no hot water period from about 10 to about 16. Right. Mm. So call it eight hours and probably six of those, they were in class, but Mm. half of one building was without water for about six hours or eight hours. Mm. Um, and so, of course, like a post goes up on Reddit of like, yeah. eh, cool, I don't it's have like any water. Third pressure, world country blah, blah, blah. in Groton, Connecticut. Exactly. <laughs> like. Right. right. And I get it. Right. Like, and at first, yeah. <laughs> our reaction was very much like, like with the leadership when we we're all talking about it in a group chat was like, you know, get a load of this guy type thing. And yeah, that yeah. was what some of the comments on that Reddit thread, like you can look through it. Right. And there's of course the immediate yeah. one. It's like, call your Congressman, tell Joe Biden that you live in squalor and whatever. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, but but ultimately like there was also a bunch of other comments that were like, Hey man, was that like the water outage that they told us about a couple of weeks ago? And yeah, then reminded us 100 about the week times. before and then yeah. told us the morning of, and then blah, blah, blah. Like I get it. You can karma farm on Reddit all you want, but like, <laughs> Yeah. It it doesn't like you're kind of an idiot, but the, <laughs> the point was still like, if you, my point was like, while I may think that that person is an idiot because I know all of those things, it doesn't change their reality of they have no water. And it was unintentional. Mm. And I can explain every bit of that. And we can sit there and be yeah. like, Hey, This is the work order that says what public works is supposed to do. And then this is the valve that they turned. And then this is what happened. And then we didn't realize that it would also affect this. And then that's why this, Mm. and they're working to restore it. And there's an extra thing that came out. Like none of that matters because that, that guy is still sitting there. That's that sailor is still standing there going. I just want to take a shower, man. Like I just want to take a hot shower or even a cold shower at that point, right? During that time period, he's, I just want to take a shower. Can I shave? But that's Can like I flush the toilet. Right. And I get it. That's an extremely like small and simple situation. No, I, I, don't think I don't think the overall point it's relevant. Like,
0: I just, my point is like the, the, I would just say like, instead of saying what you're saying, where it's like, you're defending yourself with receipts. It's like, no, I'm just going to go out there and be like, Hey, my bad. Like it happens. Like they I didn't, Adequate, like if you want to blame somebody for your not having water, it's me. Like, they some contractors I did not properly supervise or whatever. Like, I would just say it in a way where, like, hey, it's my fault, it was an accident, my bad, like, move on with life. And it's like, I would, yeah, the kids still I, didn't get a shower and was still salty about it, but I feel like you're going to walk away with more leadership credibility than standing there with receipts trying to like justify it as, as well, this is no. what happened almost like saying it's not I think my it's fault, without actually saying it's not my fault. Uh, Why well,
1: I think. I think in the long, not worse, I think in the long run, uh, ultimately, it makes no difference whether you try to prove with receipts or you just try to fall on your sword. Because in the end, as that junior sailor, you're like, cool, I just got out of class all day. I stood this watch that you wanted me to stand. And now I just want to go take a shower and go lay in bed. And I can't even do that. You're like, I took a dump and I can't even flush it. So now I gotta sit there and smell it because it won't go away. I can't brush yeah. my teeth because I wanna brush my teeth, right? Like it doesn't matter what the reason is. The point is that it's still not what it should be, it's still not right. And yeah, I get that there's different ways that you can approach explaining all the reasons or none of the reasons. Mm. It doesn't matter, right? You fall on the sword and say, I'm the idiot, and it's a hundred percent, you know, see um you know the the cmc's fault or it's 100 percent public works's fault or it's 100 percent whatever it doesn't matter like it, the the fault doesn't matter the reason doesn't matter that dude still cannot go take a shower right now and that's what yeah. matters like that's what their complaint is it's not like these people were like surprised that they're in a shipyard and that there's work that happens in a shipyard their point was mm. like hey could you guys move us somewhere else and it's not that the answer yeah. is no because they mentioned there was only 400 people living on the ship. They moved 200 immediately. Yeah. There's more than 400 people on a carrier, which tells me yeah. that the remainder of that, you know, personnel a couple of birthing were
0: not just me you could have made that happen.
1: But exactly. But that's, like, that's my point. Like, it's like two or three. If you said, Hey man, a birthing it. barge gets here Tuesday. You got to suffer through the weekend and I'm sorry. And we'll buy you pizzas. We'll figure it out. We'll do something right. I'll bring you 500 right, okay. packs of baby wipes if there was yeah, something like that point. where you're doing something about it to yeah. and showing that you were doing something, that's one thing. But the reason behind not doing something, they don't care, doesn't yeah. matter. Not doing something. That's a good point. Yeah, no,
0: that's a good point. I feel like. The, yeah, like the say, like, I guess I skipped that part of the explanation is because it's like, yeah, like the whenever something like that comes up, my first reaction is how do we fix it? Like. It, and it's like, we'll deal with everything else later. Like, how do we fix this? Like, what's the because the the most emergent piece of it is like, like you're saying, like without the water, like they can't shower, they can't flush. Like, OK, so how do we fix that? Like, what can yeah. we do to like Dutch boy that right now? And then we'll go back, loop around to like, OK, the root cause analysis. And how do we prevent this from happening in the future? And lessons learned, and whatever. Yeah, no, that's a but again, like as a as a seaman in a school who's never been to the fleet, they
1: don't care. Ninety nine percent of people who've never been at a major shore command don't care about the contract. The way public works does their job and contracts it out, exactly, they don't care, and it doesn't matter. Oh, you need a safety relief valve installed? Don't care. I want a hot shower. You know what I mean? Like I don't care if you have to take my water out, you should move me somewhere else, which is like a super junior answer to have. However, all of the explanation in the world doesn't change them saying, I just want to go take a hot shower. And if you said, Hey, this is what we're doing to try to fix it or whatever. This one will be back, which we did, which is what it is, what it is. Right. Which is why not that their complaint was blown off, but it was like, Hey, it was limited. It was explained. It was planned. You were briefed. Like all the things happened. The fact that you're, trying to like jump on the me too of like, Hey, I also live in bad conditions <laughs> that and like, that's totally lost on us on Reddit. However, the idea of back to the GW of like all these things were happening either. Two things happened. One, somebody brought it up and people didn't take it to where they should have. Right. It wasn't brought yeah. up with the same enthusiasm that it should have been which is more likely or number two, nobody brought it up. But then also just as bad, nobody senior looked at it and said like, Hey, how are all these people living that we're making live on the boat? Like, how is this yeah. happening? Like nobody was looking down to care about them. Right. Which mm. is kind of where the Forbes article that came out also that it says all the same basic stuff. There's a Forbes article. It's like, which? it's a Forbes article that basically says the Navy doesn't care <laughs> Jesus. about you enlisted. Which is like it's hard to hear because, as a senior enlisted, I don't feel that way. However, when you look at the points that Forbes makes, you're like, "Yo, you're not wrong, though." I
0: I see how you got to that conclusion, dude. That like that disconnect is the premise for everything I talk about dude it's like I know I I because I feel like I feel like I'm the only one that can see the emperor has no clothes for some like sometimes like where it's like I'm like and I think a lot of people that's why the um podcast like resonates is because I'm openly admitting that the emperor has no clothes like I'm saying like no look no really like I'm I'm on the dark side wearing khakis to work. And the emperor has no clothes. Like, what are we doing? And and it's like, and I know I'm not that unique, you know. Like, I know there's more of me. Like, I know, like you and I have those conversations. with like me and a lot of other people on this podcast have those conversations. And I'm sure plenty of people that I don't even know feel that way about some of these things. But it's like that disconnect still exists. Where when you say like you, you're talking to like super nosebleed seats, senior enlisted, like they're so like CNO, McPond, fleets, forces, whatever. They say all these things about how much we care and all these great things we're doing and blah, blah, blah. But on the deck plate level in practical application, those sailors can make a list like that Forbes article probably has in it of how the Navy is demonstrating objectively that they don't care through action. Yeah, you know like 100%. that all those things those senior leaders are saying aren't accurate. and here's the mm-hmm. proof. And it's like mm-hmm. so I, what I've never understood is why those senior leaders aren't attacking those things. like like look, there's a list like and you can it's not hard to find and I, I reference the meme sites and Reddit all the time because it's like you can go find out real quick what the top concerns of junior enlisted are they're out in public on the 20,000 meme accounts on social media about every different facet, like every different community. There's an officer version. There's yeah, a yeah. nuke version. There's a MA version. Like everybody's got their expression of like 69 fathoms does submarines. Like there's a submarine sub submer memes or I don't know. I don't even know. How to pronounce <laughs> yeah, it, but there's yeah. a meme accounts. So it's like us yeah, sub yeah. memes. Um, yeah. yeah. And so like it's not hard to find what the concerns are and how all the things are interpreted by junior enlisted. It's like there's plenty of indicators and for whatever reason uh, all, we do everything except address those concerns and it's because somebody somewhere along the line decided that they're irrelevant and that's just a, like a sailor sailor's a happy sailor like that's stupid inane analysis that like oh well, it, same thing is like this is how it always is in rcoh like it's like that it's like well this is ju- that's just the junior sailor experience and i'm like that's the junior sailor experiences because that's how what you're allowing to happen like you're the one in charge mm-hmm. you're the one creating the construct you're the one at the helm of this thing so you're creating that environment and that experience for these sailors and they're miserable. And the, the indicators, the like harshest indicator is our suicide rate. And it's like, it's not going down. Everybody, oh, it's actually, it's actually, technically, it's actually lower. And it's like, no, not really. Like, if you look at a trend, if you go open those studies over the last like 15 years, it fluctuates between like 49 and 65 or something like that. It's not like a a huge difference. And so it's just and it's gone up and down like periodically over the years. So it's just like, what are you talking about? Like the problem has basically been the same, if not gotten progressively worse over the last few years. So it's just like. Come on, man! Like, address the actual problems sailors have. Like, wake up mm-hmm. and do something about the experience of these people on a daily basis. And like, you exactly what you were saying is a is a really great lens to view it through. Like, where I don't need you to tell me why you can't have more manning on a ship. Or why I like as an instructor, we're at seventy-five is a new hundred percent. Or why like all these stupid like I don't need you to explain to me why the things that make my life like an un- unduly painful on a regular basis right. every day all the time. I don't need you to explain to me why my life hurts. I need you to make it not fucking hurt. Like like fix yeah. it. Make it so that these things like we, you and I went on and I don't think we recorded it, but you and I talked a bunch about um. Like how you guys are are have all these all those people, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier. You have all those people processing out of the Navy, and you're in this weird like middle ground where you can't hold them accountable for not doing anything that they're supposed to be doing, or for for, like objectively misbehaving. But then, like you're you're inundated with all these kids that are being processed out of the Navy, and it takes forever. And like all all this crap, and it's like there's there's a way to solve that problem where it takes the stress off of you guys. So you can go do what you're actually there to do, which is, is instruct sailors. Like you're there to uh, apply the curriculum of basic enlisted submarine school and push people out to the fleet or the a schools or whatever. And it's like, there's a solution to be had there. And I don't want to hear about all the like reasons why the technicalities, why I can't just like Mm -hmm. take this kid's cat card and walk away when he's on the other side of the blue line. Like, yeah okay there's all these boxes we got to check how do we get there and how can i just like offload this problem to a mechanism that exists new temporary or existing like tpu or something that makes this not my problem so that i can focus on mission because oh like i'm oh by the way i mentioned earlier i'm manned at 75 percent. like i have podiums to man i don't have time to do all this stupid crap that's not my function anyway so if you're going to put me at 75% and call it 100, I I don't I don't have the, I I don't have time for this. Like this isn't even my job and I don't have time to deal with this problem. So like somebody at the flag officer, CMC level needs to just like push a button, like figure it out. Like task force your way out of this and find me a solution where you're going to call somebody that's three echelons below you and say this is your problem now. And then you know like hopefully hopefully we've been intelligent enough to do the analysis of like we're not creating the exact same problem in a different iteration for that command you know like I don't know what but that's used but that again that goes into action, you know I mean
1: like that goes into the the re, reinventing the wheel for the, the commands of the shipyard where that she was saying you know hey people are gonna be here for 40 or 50 years we don't need to solve right, the GWs problem we need to solve the process problem right so that exactly. goes into that long-term, like we don't need to make it work for now. We need to make it work long-term. Right. It might, right. you know, some people might have it harder. Some people might have it easier, but long-term, this is the best solution or at least one for now. Yeah. That's part of it. The other part of that though, is that, so depending on what your mindset is and who's in charge of what, say all of those students that like using that example of there's like a bunch of people that we, uh, a bunch of sailors that we need to spend a lot of our time with, right? Like you have the 10% that you spend 90% of your time with or whatever the stupid saying is. Mm -hmm. I get that. And we're spending all, we're devoting all of this manpower towards these students who are ultimately getting out, sometimes punitively, sometimes not. They still deserve that effort to help them and to go through these processes and do all this stuff, right? Which we do. But because to your point, like with your example, my example, whatever, right. Example inception is if I don't have the time, if I devote what little time that I have towards all of them, I'm not devoting it towards the staff. And then the staff Mm -hmm. are like, this is crazy. This is miserable. I'm shorthanded. Yeah. And you took away a bunch of resources to help me to go help these Mm -hmm. people that are getting out of the Navy. And that sounds stupid. Yeah. I hate this place. I want to get out. Right. And I go, yeah, no, I get it. I, it's not that I don't want to help you. Right. But like my job is to help everybody and these people need help yeah. quite drastically. So I'm trying to do what I can to help them. Right. And then it's like, yeah, but I've put my time in. Like I've earned
0: more help. Basically, and I'm not that person misbehaving has. and I'm not getting kicked out. And exactly. All yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, And and it doesn't matter what explanation I give. Perception right. is reality. That's what they I see. Just give me your so attention So my
0: chief. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: And then I just go, cool. You're right. I cannot triplicate myself. There's only 24 yeah, hours can't in a call day. Myself. I'm a bad also, person. this is short duty. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. But like, there's only so many yeah. hours in a day. I still have a family. I still have a life. I still have my own qualms that I got to work on. I still have my own things that I have to go do. I have my own yep. meetings. I have to be at, I, it's not that I don't care about you. I just, there's not enough to go around. Right. So like, all we're doing is time sharing, who gets neglected, which sounds right, horrible. Exactly.
0: Because it is. But, that's like, what
1: I, it, but it, it is horrible. But, like how many, but I've said it to a lot of people that, and again, I still say it goes back to that article of the military makes you a liar, where <laughs> when all of this happens, you're going to laugh at this, right? So we did the math uh, on it. Since 2019, it our student throughput has gone up 60%. Um, mm-hmm. And our staff has gone down. Um, I'm shocked, so my my point is right. My point is we how is it reasonable to expect us to do the same or Ooh. in this case, more? How are we expected to do sixty percent more with less staff? Something has yeah. to give, right? but right. that's not that's not the Navy. You can't just say like, mm, we we can't do that anymore. But like we're just not gonna do this thing anymore. You can't do that. yeah, so you just thing, have though. to spread like, yourself thinner. And you just keep going. But it I don't going. think you do.
0: I think that's what every we're person ex- that burns out is somebody is else. I, th- it's still, I, I think it's still institutionally, a zero sum game. Just, it's not, though. Because Here's why. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm going to propose the part of the solution. So let me finish this sentence real quick and then I'll
1: let you ramble. All right. My When I say that it's a zero sum game, what I mean is the machine keeps on churning, right? We still have to get the same number of people to the fleet. You still have to do the same deployments, the same whatever, right? The same number of meals need to be made, regardless of how many cooks you have on board. All that stuff still has to happen. If you don't do it, somebody else will, right? So every mission that you don't do on your submarine, a different submarine is going to have to pick up that slack. Yeah. If I... There is no second sub school, right? For my specific example. Right. So if we don't do it, nobody does, which means it's not really an option. But yeah. to a a operational or seagoing command, every time somebody doesn't do something, it's not that that mission, just they just write it off and go, I guess it wasn't important. We're just not going to do it. Somebody else is going to mm-hmm. do it. So every time you can't do something, somebody else is going to pick up that slack. Big picture, command to command, fleet to fleet, or smaller is in within your division, right? You can't stand the watch. Mm. So somebody else is going to stand it for you. There's that watch still needs to get stood. So that's why I say it's a zero sum game. So the problem is when you have that, all you do is divert what is being neglected. But I guarantee you that at least outside of that command, some of the systemic procedural things that are being neglected are not being brought up. Meaning, and that's what falls back to like the military makes you a liar, not in a bad way. Right. I, and I think I've sent yeah, you, the link with you for it, but, but regardless, okay. like I, if I can't say like when we, with our command, we look at it and we go, okay, well, Hey, these are all the things that need to happen as a section leader within the duty section. And they go, well, I can't do that because we say like, Hey, why aren't you walking checking all your watch standards in the middle of the yeah. day. And they go, well, cause I'm teaching and we go, well, yeah. why are you teaching? You're on duty, right? It's the Navy duty comes first. Cause cause you should be doing that stuff. And they teachers. go, well, if I don't teach, yeah. <laughs> there's not enough people to do that. Right. And, but the point is like that point hasn't been brought up and they go, well, somebody else, we just don't roam the deck plates during the day. And we just do that in the evening when I'm not on podium and I stand on podium. Yeah. Right. And in their mind, in the short term, yes, the machine keeps on churning. You're doing what you're doing. However, mm. the watch standing is now being neglected, which makes it a zero-sum right. game, right? Like you won in some area, yeah. right? You kept students going to the fleet, but you're neglecting a bunch of these other portions of yeah being a student at sub-school in this example, right? But the point is like, until it's brought up to where like, it is mathematically impossible for me to do this, 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 and this that you say that I yeah. have to do. It is not possible with the manning that we have. I cannot do that. Please pick, you know, of these four things, pick three. I can do three. One of them, we need to change the instruction and get rid of that. Or we need to find another way to accomplish that mission because we cannot do that. Right. But that doesn't happen. That's a very small example here, but extrapolate that out to the fleet. That same thing happens everywhere. And that's where I say it's a zero-sum game because it's not, you're not standing this watch. You're not caring about your junior enlisted. Somebody else is probably, there's probably an amazing command out there that's mm-hmm. just completely crushing it with that's like overmanned and whatever, for some reason has the most yeah. amazing MWR that's doing all that stuff. <sighs> and they're the ones that were keeping the manning going for the fleet, for the commands that have bad retention because they're like, Hey, I live in squalor and this is horrible. And i want nothing more than mm-hmm. to get out by midnight. And like, that just keeps going because people don't bring up those points or when they bring it up, they don't get taken seriously. They don't get pushed to the right place. They, whatever they get told. and Well, it's a, that's a public works problem or that's a, it's just, it could be worse or whatever. Right. Those are the, that's the message that gets received, which is horrible because that's what perpetuates that same machine going around of like, these people don't care. It's like these people could be running them like that. Chiefs mess on the GW could be running themselves ragged completely mm. ragged trying to do a bunch of things right and they could just be spinning their wheels trying to fix I'm sure problems they are. that aren't fixing like, the yeah. problem they're not fixing systemic things right they're just putting a bunch of big band-aids all over some shit that yep. doesn't it's fix just anything. band-aids
0: on bullet holes man yeah but i think and, and all so it takes I, is the
1: right person to bring up a systemic fix for it but that's not they don't yeah. care again they don't care but that's what i'm saying like, all the I band-aids don't, in the I world
0: yeah i don't think that like people at at your level or that chiefs on the g-dubs level or whatever are the ones that like i don't think they're always capable of fixing the problem because like i think like you were saying with the senator like this is a process fix this isn't like a local g-dub like this isn't something you're going to fix at the unit level and even if you did then the next unit's going to it's not going to be fixed there but then right um I think it's not it shouldn't be their problem because like you're saying, so like we're we're undermanned and they have their run around like chicks with their head cut off, I'm sure, like dealing with all these things, putting on the band-aids with all this other stuff. So it's like you can't put that problem on them either. It's like I go down the rabbit hole with like leadership development stuff, like command delivered leadership development is brain dead. It always was. We don't have time. Like I don't have I don't even have time to do stuff that actually matters, let alone deliver P.O. in doc. And I'm not saying that like it does the the goal of that doesn't matter i think it's almost more important than anything else but it's like i they, I don't ha, i don't have time for that like and when i do my list of priorities during a day because i'm in caught in this zero sum like treadmill g- loop game it's like I, yeah. I that's the first thing i'm cutting off my list but it's like what i'm what i think could and should happen on a lot of levels is because like like they're saying like there's not enough recruitable people. We're probably not going to be able to recruit enough of them to fill all those gaps for all the things that we need. Okay. So how else do we fix this? How much sh- stuff I was going to say a different word. Can we offload? To, I probably did already. Uh, sorry. To you did. And I did too. I've got a bunch of footnotes. Um, how much stuff could we offload to civilians? Again, hiring veterans, hiring transitioning service members, or just hiring contractors in general. Cause like a lot of the stuff wouldn't even need to be a veteran. But like, look at like um, the stuff you're talking about. Like, so you, like, a bunch of your bandwidth gets taken away because those sailors do, do deserve your attention, even though they're processing mm-hmm. out of the navy sometimes for pretty like terrible stuff. Like until they're out of the navy and on the other side of the blue line with no cat card, they're still my responsibility, and I still have a leadership mm-hmm. like uh, responsibility to do these things, right? So, mm-hmm. how much of that could be offloaded if we just? restaffed like PSD with a bunch of civilians or veteran contractors or whatever to take a role away from you guys or how much stuff could be offloaded if you just hired a detachment of people like think about like in the sub school curriculum, right? If like if one day all of the sub school students went and did a gun shoot like live ammo full full Monty got qualified and we sent them to the boat qualified small arms. And I think you told me that. Somebody told me at some point that they were like examining this option, but like, like, or during like in doc when they check in or whatever, it might, maybe it wasn't you. I think at some point they were talking about it at work then where it was like, they're talking about like, what if people showed up to the boat already qualified small arms so that they could just go into qualifying a watch and they're much more useful to the boat and they could be a risk, like a Mm -hmm. reaction forces person or whatever. Like, I don't even need military civilians for that. I just need people that can be like RSOs and can like do gun shoots, right? So like how much how much burden can I take off of a unit by doing that? By like taking away administrative functions, by like by making it you capable of just pointing towards pointing them in this direction and saying go there, talk to this person, they're going to walk you through it where it's part of like a uh, process where they're like, okay, now now that you're no longer in the best pipeline because you've off ramped into medical separation or uh, disciplinary separation or whatever, how, like, how can I not just? Because I remember a time in my, in my naval career where those people just vanished. Like, they got a black hood yeah. put over their head. Like, they went to, they used to be the correctional custody units, CCUs. You used to be able to send people yeah. to correctional custody units to the brig to, uh like some kind of like intermediate lonely island division where they would like chip paint and pick up trash and whatever and it was no longer the boat's problem like the boats got boat things to do and these yeah, people but, would just go off ramp and that but was somebody else's commands
1: job. those units though were manned by sailors right what right command? and i'm i'm saying why can't, we, just assignments? Assignments? Right. Why no, can't we man them with saying, civilians right why can't we man with civilians then that's money yeah that's money the same reason I yeah, don't need to do anything else the same reason it takes 6 plus years for and the can, GW to finish I can hire their a fat stuff.
0: kid like and I can hire a fat kid and pay him as a gs5 and let's foot it or whatever other reason I can't they're not recruitable to active duty but I can hire anyone to do that like I can hire anybody to sit in a cubicle and process a kid out of the navy it's still money it's still money so and I like I got money apparently the, the budget goes up every year That's what I'm saying. Like uh, the only the the pushback of we don't yeah the pushback of we don't have money for that is just the right person hasn't decided that it's the right answer. Like somebody's always holding the purse strings. And if I've gotten clarity on nothing else on the and the flagstaff I'm on now, it's that all it all it's not that there's not money. It's that there's not willingness. Like there just has to be the will by the right person or people for the thing to happen. That's it. And then all of a sudden there's money. Like I'm telling you, our budget. got There's cut. always money. This base got cut
1: their MWR budget specifically got cut mm-hmm. 1.2 million dollars for the next year. And
0: MWR budget. Oh, It's so bad for like, that's the why like like alien stuff. It's not that just
1: kind of MWR. It's not just MWR. I don't know the exact pot of like money. Like base exactly MWR. Goes to. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So there's things like we don't have like the people don't come mow our lawns on base anymore. Like, Yeah. Lawn care base beautification. That's just on us to do, which not the end of the world. We have a pleasure of sailors. Okay. We have, if I told an entire sonar tech, a school class, Hey man, Thursday, instead of going to class, you guys are going to go pick up trash and mow lawns and pull weeds. Some are going to be mad. Some are going to be happy because they get to go hang out outside. Blah, blah, blah. The problem is all of that takes staff to do. It takes staff to monitor. It takes staff Babysuit, to- babysit. yeah. Not, yeah. It's like, I try to avoid that term, but basically, right? It's like, babysitting. This, Come on. There's a lot of those things Like those that kids require, were probably
0: cutting lawns when they were 12, but we have to stand there and make sure they don't cut their foot off because if they do cut their foot no, off- No, I have to make sure
1: they don't just wander off and- <laughs> drink Mickey ultras all day. It's not, I, I try to avoid the term kids <laughs> because they're not kids. They're ah, adults. They're
0: sailors. God. They're kids. I don't care what anybody says. Fight me. <laughs> I try to
1: avoid kids and I try to use they're sailors kids. and I try to use problems. They're not problems. They have like, they're, you know, not trying to get into like their challenges, not problems, but like a student existing is not a problem. He, has something going on in his life, which as a first succession sailor, it's easy for to be like, oh, this guy's a problem. But if he was a first class, it wouldn't be a problem. It would be somebody that needs a bunch of resources and help and time and energy. And that seems unfair because he's done time on a boat. So he suddenly is like more of a human. Like that's not a real thing, right? Our job is to take care of the person and the sailor as a person. So I got it. They may not have put in 10 years to like be deserved my time or whatever nonsense, right? Like, that's not a real thing. Like, you've been straight out of boot camp, you've been at our base for a week. Like, my job is to take care of, you know, help you through whatever problems, yeah. get you the resources that you need, regardless of rank, whatever, time in. None of that stuff's real. So, but the problem is like, we could have fixes for a lot of these things, or we could have things that we want to do or need to do, but there's no people to do them. There's, no, it yeah. just doesn't exist. And it's like, uh, I'm not trying to loop it back and like, say that it's like recruiting's problem or it's whatever, right? Because we get plenty of people. There's an expected attrition rate they do exist every rate and everywhere in the Navy. And the people show up, and if we if no if everybody's attrition rate was zero and we got a hundred percent of what came yeah. in the door, made it to the fleet, and did well, right, I still don't think that would fix the problem, and I'm not trying to it's not just more people like there's a million different problems, and I don't have an answer yeah. for any of them I just mean like when I say that it's a zero sum game, I just mean like there's always something that is going to give. And it's just, what do you want that to be and for how long Mm -hmm. and what is it? And like, to what extent do you want that to fail? And that's where like, it kills me is when you look at all these things, like if your priority is we've been in the shipyards for five years as a carrier and we need to get back out there. And so we need to get people back on the boat. And if we just finish it up and then they're like, Oh man, we just got hit with a nine, a 19 month extension. This sucks. Like, okay, 19 more months. And then we can get it back. Like, you, your focus has shifted towards getting out of the shipyards and not taking care yeah. of the people who are facilitating that happening. Right. And that's where it's like, okay, so I got it. It, you can't win all games at all times. There's like, I don't think it's possible to just completely yeah. crush it in the Navy in 2022, where literally everything is 100% across the board at least yeah. completely legitimately. Right. Cause then it's going to be like, okay, they all did all this stuff, but then they're all terrible on the next uh, uh, inspection because they were bad at in rate knowledge because they didn't have in rate training. And then they're going to go, yeah. okay, well we have to add in rate training to the plan of the day. Yeah. And then they're going to go to that <laughs> and they're going to go, Hey man, I really wish I could just go home and take a shower. Cause I have to drive two hours to the nearest planet fitness to be able to take a shower every day. Cause I live on a place yeah. with no running water. And we're like, yeah. okay, and then you're going to get mad at them because their uniform standards are bad because you didn't wash your clothes. And you go, yeah, because yeah. then there's laundromats 45 minutes away and half their stuff's broken. And yeah. I don't have, like, if I have to choose between sleeping or driving and spending three hours to do a load of laundry, like, I'm going to skip out a laundromat and I'm going to get buy some Febreze and we're going to call it good. <laughs> and then you're going to get mad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's always something I that's just, going to suffer. It's just, What are you? It's, I feel like there is a problem where people don't acknowledge that. And it's not to say, like, hey, man, it's just okay if you guys don't get haircuts this week. Like, there's still standards you have to uphold, but there has to be like a level of like, what is important to us right now? Is getting out of the shipyard more important or is three suicides in a week more important? But that's so that's what I was gonna say is like, and like, is. I think that's an obvious answer, but it but, is, you know, somebody is making that ant. somebody is making that decision, whether they know it or not. No, somebody is putting together like, Hey, is it okay that we're late on maintenance for this work center this week? And our sailors have better mental health and retention and quality yeah. of life because we just said, Hey, you know what? Just take the day off. I don't care. The duty section is doing bare minimum. No work is getting done understand that we're going to be behind on these 15 different work centers. I will talk to squadron. Do you like, I have to take care of the crew. And then one person talks to another CEO. And from what I've learned, that sit, that conversation would probably be pretty easy to explain. If you explained with all those facts Yeah, and like you had the data to back it up, but none of that yeah. stuff is somewhere. Somebody's prioritizing something else. Right. And right it's easy to say that like the sailor quality of life is always the most important. Sometimes it might not be to some extent. No, it's not always. You might have, but you might have to say like, Hey man, you might have to go a few days without a shower or you might have to only have cold water and I'm sorry, but this is what we have to do. We've mitigated it to the best as possible. I've warned you, I've done all these things. This is what has to happen to progress the larger mission. But if that footnote is always, Taking care of your sailors as a like that's number two or at least right. If not number mm-hmm. one, like that's something. But if that becomes like number eight on your list, you're screwing something up.
0: Right. I think. But I don't even think it's prioritized in that way where it's like I don't think the majority of the institution is prioritizing taking care of their sailors at all because they don't look at no. them. They look at them like almost like they're a utility. Like they, this is just a tool. It's a thing I use to get the mission done. And they're being 100%. used in that way. And so it's like, if the institute... Because I I think it's inexcusable that people in leadership positions aren't prioritizing fixing the problems of those people so that they can devote the maximum amount of bandwidth and effort to accomplishing the mission. And it's like, if the mission is getting out of shipyard, are you going to get out of shipyard faster if you have to consistently stop doing what you're doing to deal with all of these personnel issues that like are are on fire or are you going to get out faster by taking care of these people and prioritizing their well-being, if not quality of life, like quality of life plays into it, but it's not everything, you know, like there are times where we understand that we're not going to be like if we're if we're in an a mission operating area, at ultra quiet. Yeah, you're not taking a shower today. And I don't think th- that needs to be explained to anyone ever on a submarine. Like, I don't need to right. get out crayons and explain to you why your comfort isn't taking priority over us being quiet. But when you're in the shipyard and the only mission is repairing the ship and getting it out of the shipyard, but I can't take a shower or I can't sleep or I can't get food that and then you, and out of the other side of your mouth, you're going to tell me that, oh, well, it's it's fine because you get to go home every night. Like that doesn't compute. That's a leadership failure where people are not doing their job of taking Mm -hmm. care of these people so they can take care of the mission. And it's like, it's absolutely inexcusable that people at the highest levels of leadership all the way down to, to like the functional, like tactical level of leadership aren't prioritizing taking care of those people so they can take care of the mission. And if it was an institutional priority that like we're doing that above all else when we're not in a in a tactical situation that dictates that you can't shower because you have to be quiet then all, all of these things that would like that are are diverting your attention from getting the mission done would solve themselves like you wouldn't have all the discontent and personnel issues that are keeping you from accomplishing the mission if you were prioritizing taking care of the people first. And everybody Mm -hmm. puts the cart before the horse on this and it drives me absolutely nuts. It's like, it doesn't make sense. And it never has and it never will. And you you could come up with just like an infinite number of examples for how it, it like in practical application, it does not work. You thinking that you can just force everybody through the eye of a needle all the time because you said so, because the mission mission first and like never take care of the people and never prioritize their well being at all. Like that's why we have the attrition that we do. That's why we have the yeah. mental health issues that we do. That's why we have the suicide rate that we do. And that's why you're consistently diverting attention and effort and bandwidth towards a lot of tertiary activities to address the symptoms of these problems instead of the actual problem themselves, like because you're not devoting the bandwidth ahead of time to taking care of these people. Like you're thinking to yourself, Oh, I can, we just got to like push through like, like we're going to get to some mythical other side uh, of this, like, this mission cycle or operational cycle or whatever. And then it's going to be chill because it's not ever like you on a two crew submarine when the submarines at sea and I'm not on board, I'm still at work till 1830 because I have all this training and fuckery to do. That's always so much more important than my quality of life, well being, and time with my family and everything else. And so it's just like, it's never ending. Like I don't even have a warship to go to. And I still like, you still can't let me go home. You still can't let me have any quality of life. You still can't let me go to the gym every day. You still can't let me, you know what I mean? Like all of the same things, all those sailors are complaining about. And I don't even have a warship to worry about. Like it doesn't, that, that's the it doesn't funny part ever of get like, prioritized. That's what I mean is if
1: you make it the priority to your point of most of the time, or at least enough of the time when you have to tell them like, "Hey, because of mission requirements, you cannot take a shower for the next three days yeah. or whatever." All it is, of right? the time like,
0: that it's operationally feasible, it should be priority number one. They're not going to be upset because they're going to be like, "I
1: get it." These things, like exactly, that's and when that's you why can explain
0: that exa- this, example. box all the reasons, so brain dead. Is because like yeah, of course they are eating an MRE and they can't shower, but they knew that going in, and so it's like that's op, It's not operationally feasible for them to get a tray full of hot food and a sleep number bed. Like I get it, but it's like <laughs> on a on a a boat in shipyard where all the major systems are shut down and habitability is not on board the ship. Like there, it's yeah, there's no. Excuse. I'm in Virginia, no not excuse. Djibouti. Yeah, there's no excuse, dude.
1: There's no excuse. But that's what I mean is like that just tells me like there's a lot of stuff that I just read between the lines on that. And it's what they're saying or not saying or whatever. Right. That's where it's like Mm -hmm. you're missing the mark on what the priority should be. Or maybe it is your priority now, but that tells me that historically that has never been the priority or at least not in their time. Right. Because again, perception is reality. Everybody's different.
0: It's the priority because their entire visiting their
1: entire four years on board Uh, was just that. And it could have been like, Hey, historically we've always been good at this, but just very recently in the past, you know, two to three years out of the 25 that this command has existed, now in the last three years, this is a problem and I get it. But like, that's where you, you know, complacency, whatever else, whatever you want to call it, right. Falls into place where you lose sight of what's important. And the second, like the people are not, you know, in your top five or yeah. whatever, whatever number you're acceptable to drop them down to. But like, to your point, they should be number one, whenever feasible, based on mission whatever it's operationally feasible
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: that should be your problem like i got it you need to you need to drill and kill you need to do divisional training you need to keep people up and rate so that they can advance you need to make sure that they get time for calls you need to do all this stuff but Mm -hmm. you still need to do drills you still have mission you still have all this other stuff like at some point somebody needs to step back right which for us is typically the cob who's going to step back and be like hey man section two and three have just been murdered the last week. Yeah. You know, section one has gotten some decent sleep just because of pure luck, but like right. two and three have just been getting killed. We need to take a day off of this drill and yeah. kill. Like they need sleep. They need time off. Right. We need to take 24 hours to just reset. And yeah, even if it's only 24 hours, but if at a small, it's very small, but just explaining that to people yeah. like, Hey, Hey, We're taking friday off you're going to get section two and three in that example going thank god i'm going to go sleep you know i'm going to battle rack out of you know get my defensive sleep but then if you explain like hey it's small but if you explain it to them of saying we are doing this because we recognize that you guys are getting hosed and this is miserable on you and we're intentionally taking time off to not do anything other than give you time to sleep or give you time to do whatever, right? Catch up on Game of Thrones, whatever you do with your time off. I don't care. We're doing just that and whatever schedule be damned. That's what's going to happen. If you explain that, I feel like not only do they get the benefit of the time off, but that 10 minute talk to your division, they're going to be like, oh man, they do recognize that we're getting screwed. Yeah. And it's small, but right? Like, but like yeah. that's something so that the next time it comes up, it's going to be like, okay, cool. Like we're getting hosed right now, but they've been taking care of me. This is going to come around. And if it goes too long, then they're going to be like, Hey, remember last time we were getting hosed and you took care of us? Can we do that again? Yeah. Right. Can we hit replay
0: on that? Yeah. And but like, I and, do know, but that's, I had this, this drill and killing, right? Like we had this thing happen. We were on our way home. We're adding an uh, an inspection that happened already, so it was over, and the c o was just obsessed like it was just like if there was any white space in the schedule, we needed to be doing training, right, so we're on our way home, and then some somebody somewhere recognized that we needed to run a security drill uh to meet was some o that I knew that this, yeah but no, it wasn't it was the other one it was okay. the one I had, so um we're on our way home and after the like deployments over like inspections are in the bag like we did fine and so like you're you'd think like transiting home like we're doing like prac facts for quals and like the bare minimum to give people rest because we're on our way home so we're not we're drilling and killing and doing all the stupid training that's completely unnecessary so like we're training to go give the boat to the other crew and then like um he so, like, the crew is just like, because we just came off of this major inspection, the crew is just like exhausted. And then some dummy is like, oh, well, uh, we got to do the security drill because requirements and stuff. And like, the whole chief's mess was unanimously like, no, like, this is not a good idea. Nobody's got any sleep, including us. Like, it's dangerous. Like, you're going to have people running around with guns. Right. Like, it's just yeah. no, like, this is a terrible plan. And not and not only that, but then like they're getting less sleep, and then, um, then we're gonna put them on watch later. And so like this is just this is like a perfect storm for a, a mishap of of some kind somewhere at some point. And we unanimously, the chief's course was like this is a terrible plan. We told the Cobb, hey, unanimously, this is a terrible plan. And I want to say we pull, either we pulled either that XO or the CO into the chief's course and said this is a terrible plan. And he basically said, Yeah, we hear you, but we're doing it anyway. Like, and so I'm just like, Ha, huh? like, cause it wasn't just the Cobb, all of us were just like, This can't happen. Like, we can't, this, this is not a good idea. And he mm-hmm. just didn't care. And so I'm just, and I feel like the more and more it feels like that, that's becoming the attitude is like, I have to do all these things because they're more concerned about what their Commodore thinks to them and what their fit rep's going to say and how it's, how the performance of the ship's going to appear to the outside world than anything else, which hilariously, like it's forcing you, forcing your people to continue doing that is going to usually lead to poorer performance on those inspections because they're run ragged and tired and disengaged and they don't care because you don't care about them. And you've demonstrated that by your treatment of them. And so it's just like, I, 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 but for some reason, it's just they become almost maniacal about like, like, oh, I have to meet all these metrics so I can get a star or whatever, <laughs> or get make 06 or whatever it is. And it's just like, and they're not always wrong either, because it's an institutional problem. Like the organization has set itself up in a way that that incentivizes that type of behavior. And it's just like, and then we end up in the place we are in on the G-Dub and it's just like like how are you surprised like how are you surprised that we are where we are like anybody there was some article that i've cited a few times like i just finished up uh, my college classes and i got a bachelor's degree now finally um yeah and i would cite this article over and over again about how the pentagon spokespeople uh and i want to say the SecDef even said it too it was basically like there was this spike in suicides and they were just baffled as to why that's how detached our leadership is where they're just and like it was one of those things that kind of got thrown around all over the like social media where they're just like are you stupid? Like I'll tell you why right now. Like there were reddit threads where everybody was ranting on all the reasons why the comment section was just full of all the reasons why. And it's like like you're baffled. Like you're either a liar or a fool. <laughs> like like and yeah. both of those things are on like disqualify you to be in the to occupy the position that you're in. But yeah Yeah, i just know it's it's yeah it's brutal
1: it's disappointing i don't know it's it's just one of those things that like i said it doesn't really matter what the real reason is i think like what i keep getting back to is it doesn't matter it's uh, perception is reality so if they don't feel that they are being that they're Quality of life that they're whatever is important, then it's not important, right? Yeah, like to them, which to them is reality. So it's it's not important. Like you could have all the reasons in the world, but if it's not, if they don't see it, then it's not real. And and that's the part that's like it's hard because I can yeah,
0: I can feel your brain RPMs like revving down. Yeah. All right. I hope you enjoy this. Uh, Love talking to Chief Bob. (laughs) He's uh, he's makes time, even though I I swear he's a a younger version of myself burning the candle at both ends. I mean, he's not way younger, but younger in the Navy anyway. Um, And uh, getting after it in real life and then spending time with me. uh, It's always fun. And uh, I like because we challenge each other on topics, too. So, like, we go back and forth. And I mean, a lot of time we agree, but sometimes we don't it's always fun to, to have a sounding board like that and go back and forth. So, um, I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, as always, if you need anything from us, hit us up, don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the ship podcast, or you can DM us on Instagram, Reddit, or discord at D podcast. Uh, if you want to support us, there's a donate button on the website. Uh, and then you can also go to don't give up the ship apparel, D get some Naval pride and heritage gear. You'll actually wear in public. Um, Patreon's inbound, but that'll be probably another month or two. And then uh, you can go fo- find us on YouTube, follow us there, uh, podcasts there, getting some training videos up. Uh, I'm going to start focusing a little more on trying to get some more stuff up there soon, uh, training video wise. And then uh, video podcasts will come when I retire. Uh, and that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship.